We are live. We're going to wait for Arno to sit down. Is that a new whiskey? Since, since none of us know how to introduce the guest except you. <laughs> no, but I want to be the introduction. No, guy. no, I want to do it. You're supposed to start with Happy Monday. TGIM, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. Uh, before, before we actually start the show, uh, let's do a quick uh, public service announcement. Um, this Friday, um, our buddies from Medhedosnet, Mike and Vic, are going to be hosting an event at the Armenian Youth Center, and there's going to be a, a special guest, Mr. Von Setian, joining them. Uh, it's going to be a live podcast. It's uh, multiple discussions about Armenian history, Armenia, uh, the whole nine yards, and the event... Again, it's going to be Friday, July 29th. It's at 7 p.m. at the Armenian Youth Center. Address is 211 West Chestnut in Glendale. Um, we're going to be there. So we'll so definitely. Right next to the Central Church. Yes, right next to the Central Church. So uh, we look forward to the event. We look forward to meeting everybody as well. Look forward to enjoying the night with our fellow podcasters, Mike and Vic. So we'll see you guys there. Uh, other than that, happy Monday, everybody. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. I want to thank Mr. Michael Sarian for taking time out of his Monday to be with us. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. Always a pleasure to be here, especially on a Monday night. Yeah. <laughs> right? Nothing better to do on a Monday yeah, night. Some people prefer... Slow day, so we just come down and talk to you guys. Yeah. Well, you were here when? Two years ago? Was it, yeah, two, was it two years just ago? Two and a half years ago? Just before COVID started, I think. Yeah. yeah. I left and COVID started. So you did that, Mike. You're, so it wasn't no. China. It was you, huh? Let me, let me actually. It's I'm good. Gonna... It's good for business, I guess. Touche, <laughs> <laughs> touche. I mean, uh, in what way? <laughs> well, being in healthcare, obviously, uh, it it did help. Uh, all kidding aside, I think we don't want anything like that to happen to our country or the world. But just kidding. Uh, that uh, it made hospitals busy. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> the no, past it was, two years. It was August seventeenth of twenty twenty. You were here oh. during COVID. Oh, during COVID, I was. Was there. it? Yeah. Wow. So did I stay away from everybody just to make sure I don't get COVID? Yeah, yeah we were sitting. A we few checked your vaccination status and everything. Yes. Yeah, it's... I'm fully vaccinated. <laughs> being a hospital person, hospital um, 
worker. Um, I've been, I guess I was one of the first one got vaccinated when the vaccine came. I think you were. I remember I, that. I th yeah, I think uh, vaccine came December, oh, I think it was December uh, something, 17 or 16. And I got vaccinated uh, the next day, 18, I, I believe. The first vaccine when Pfizer came out with the vaccine. I was one of the first one get vaccinated. I think we just got it. And was the next Pfizer day, two doses or one is Pfizer? I mean, it was the first dose. There was no dose. And then second. you got the second I got the second again. dose in January of next year, the following. The following. And then boosters as well? Or? I got the boosters as well. So I got How like many? four times. I got two boosters. Two boosters and the first two, one and two. So four. I got four vaccines. How do you feel? I feel great. It feels like Mike. Have you ever had COVID? No, I never had it. <laughs> I never had COVID. I never had any symptoms. And I'm in and out of hospitals every day. Wow. Lev Sorry, Levit is saying low volume. Crank it up. Crank it up. Levy, How about Levy, now? Levy, you need a new phone. Can is, you hear me? Is ev everybody else... Uh, experiencing low volume, or is it just Levy? Levy, on the left side of your phone, there's these two. <laughs> there's an up and a down. When you yeah. push the one that's up, the volume goes up. You want me to yell? Maybe that why it will. <laughs> no, it's all of us. It's not just you. It's just me. Okay. Okay, that's good. Here, Levy, I cranked it up just a little bit more. For well, you. Levy is 42, if not approaching 42. So maybe. Yeah, one that's, of the, that's when the hearing goes. One of the <laughs> Wait till you hit 50. That's what it starts. The hearing, going, too? Going so, everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> Everything's not going down after 50. No, he somebody said else everything is goes down volume. after 50. Or, or, Nothing is up after uh, 50. That's Levick again. No, I mean, uh, guys, we haven't, we haven't changed any settings on the, on the, on the podcast. I mean, uh, the, the mixer, everything is still. Same mixer, same settings. Yeah, so, so people are saying volume's fine. So, uh, Great. Yeah, thanks for wasting two minutes of our time, Levy. We appreciate it. Okay, but it was fun. We love you. <laughs> we, love you. <laughs> we love you, Levy. Definitely. So, I mean, uh, August of 2020 was quite some time ago, and 2020 flew by very quickly. Two years ago. I think we lost two years of our lives, so we're, we're asking God to give us two additional years yeah. in our life. It's kind of two years was wasted, basically. I feel like two years was totally wasted. Yeah. We couldn't do anything. We couldn't travel anywhere. Uh, unfortunately, in my situation, I worked. I never took, most people were home for a year or so, maybe longer, maybe two years. Some people still working out of home, but I, I couldn't work. I mean, if I'm home, I work in the office and in the hospital every day. So I never took any time off. So two years was uh, nonstop work for me. But a lot has changed over the last two years, right? Your personal life, your business life. Everything, everything. Lot, I lot mean, has changed in a good way. Uh, in in my situation, yes, it did turn out to be a, a much better um, things for me at the end. But I mean, COVID was not good for for the world, for yeah. our country, uh, everywhere. I mean, um, the economy suffered clearly. Look at this inflation we're having, just resulted of COVID. I mean, things are extremely expensive. I thought it was Putin's fault. When did COVID get a billing? Uh, I don't know. Putin just uh, because of the war, that much recent thing. But overall, the economy, uh, uh, you know, suffered a lot. And, um, you know, I'm surprised we're not in a recession. Although they're saying that we're going into a recession. Oh, we're we're, we're in a recession. We already are. Do you know why we're not in a recession? 
question, why? right? Tell me Did why. Did you see the article today? <laughs> what article? I haven't seen that. I was working, so I didn't so, see any article. I'll read it tonight, probably. The White House wants to redefine the word recession. What? Yes. Yeah, they, that's they, crazy. They don't want it to be two quarters of decline anymore. So what is it going to be, the, a year of decline? It's going to be whatever your emotions dictate. Ah. No, I'm serious. No, come on, man. You're messing around, I'm not. Bro. I'm not. There's... Is this something? Where did you read this? Some I'll, bullshit I'll... article or religion? No, no, can, no, you, can, you, can you pull it up? Oh, come on, bro. You're going to change okay. the definition. Well, let's of go with the economy. Economist definition, which is two quarters of decline. Although now the last quarter uh, we have a decline, but no, not decline. Sorry. Reduction, I should say. It's, a, it's, it's basically a contracting economy. Contracting, that's what it is. yes. That's so we correct. had two quarters of a contracting economy, which basically technically leads to a recession. That's the, ooh, that's where we are. I mean, the the administration, the White House uh, administration, doesn't want to admit it yet. Because as it's a as, disaster for Biden. Of I mean, course it is. I mean, he comes into office, everything is upside down. Here I mean, gas prices are to the roof. Uh, people's income, uh, not enough to support. So clearly, in Biden time, things are bad. All right, With so Trump it, being there, it was good. All of a sudden, or even things, Levy confirmed, bro. So Biden administration accused of propaganda and redefining <laughs> a recession, recession technical <laughs> technical definition. So I mean, I mean, this what else would you? Real, man. I don't know what else you would call. <laughs> this it. can't be real. This is bullshit. It's, it's not. It can't. It's a total BS. How? how because you know, be how could you redefine? On, That's a very technical economic definition this country oh. goes through a recession every seven to ten years every seven to ten years this country is going well we haven't had a recession for almost this is 10 years now. 14 years now. yeah it's a good growth we had it's, it was pretty good but but recession is healthy for for the economy you have to have it every eight to ten twelve years max and the fact that it's been artificially inflated postponed no, it's well inflated, but it's been artificially postponed. Well, through, yeah, of course. Through COVID. If COVID wasn't around. Um, you think we would go into recession under Trump? Under Trump, very unlikely. Maybe possibly a second term, but not during his first term, no. Uh, I mean, the economy was pretty good under Trump. No, growth, it was everything great. was great. It was, yeah. it was great. booming. I mean, it was uh, booming, yeah. Pr- prior to obviously COVID. Which, you know, you talk to anybody, they say, well, look what he did with the economy. It's like, listen, I mean, COVID aside, you tell me what he was doing with the economy. And the excuse there is, well, he was given a healthy economy. It's like, you can't cut so it. So was Biden. Yeah, I mean, you could be given one, but <laughs> if you mess it up, I mean, no. I mean, I mean here, I'll, I'll share some of the, uh, I'll, I'll share some inflation stats with you guys as well. Well, we're inflation at 9.1 right now. That's that's the last update as far as that's uh, the highest in forty years. I, I, it's it's ridiculous. It is. Yeah. I mean, forty years. Because if we look at let's what you're talking about is during Carter, right? During yes. Carter, we had in 1980. This is 19 42 years ago, basically. 80 January, we had 13.9, then 14.8 February, 14.2. I mean, 14.8 in March. Um, I think that was the highest. Fourteen point eight was March of nineteen eighty. Nineteen eighty. This is, yeah, Carter, right? Nineteen eighty. Yeah. Jesus. And oh, then nice. Reagan took over. It started going down, all the way down to one point five, 
1987, or actually no, 1.1 and 86. So in the ones, um, but but if we look at the even even in 2007 and eight, it was only between 2.1. And four point three. Yeah, go, this go, is the highest. Go, be. yeah. Go back up again. Who was it? Was that 1990, 1991? It was in the digits again. No, nineteen eighty. Go, go, was it double digits? Was in the eighties. Early eighties. Yeah. I mean, that's what they called. They called Biden a modern day Carter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is not good for Biden because uh, um, Carter lost the election, so Biden has to be very concerned now because. Uh, if this continues, he's not going to be re-elected. There's one big difference. Is it in age? During Carter's era, yeah. you actually went in and voted. Oh, so they're not going to vote now? Not the same. The system changed. From the Carter era till now, if you look at the mail-in ballots from then to now, I don't even know if they had mail-in ballots in the 80s. I was not even born yet. Yeah. So, but, I, mean, I mean, when did when did Russia attack Ukraine? Was it February? February. Yeah. This okay. Year. So, and Biden took office January. It was 2021. Yeah. 1.4. February of 2022, it was up to 7.9. So, how can the White House blame Russia attacking Ukraine? And for somebody to look at the 6.5 difference and say, yeah, it's it's probably because of that. It's not anything. If anything, it went up after that as well. I mean, just it's just it's been it's a gone, steady, yeah. It's been it's just what, been a steady high. Did you guys hike. expect accountability from these people? Did you guys really think you were going to get accountability well, out of Trump well, or I mean, Biden or any of these guys? I mean, during, again, I'm not going to sit here and, and start defending Trump, but the economy, in spite of uh, what we had, the pandemic, was in pretty good shape. I mean, that's the fact. Now, with Biden coming on board, uh, the highest interest rates, interest rates keep going up, and it's going to go up trying to fight inflation. Inflation is, I think it's higher than 9, 9% because I do shopping for my home. Home Things that I used to buy, at least 30, 40% higher. Groceries? Groceries. Yeah. yeah, this is overall Yeah. general rule is 9. General inflation is 9.1. But obviously gas is not 9.1, right? Double. It's it's more 200%. than double. Yeah. 200%. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's coming down recently, the past week meat, or so. And then, and then now that it's come down 40 cents, it's on every news outlet you can think of that our price on gasoline is coming down. Maybe well, Saudi Arabia is trying to help Biden. I don't know. No, remember. By the way, you can close the graph now. Remember when Biden was saying, listen, you can't blame the president for gas prices going up? Yet the last two days, all he's been doing is taking credit for it going down. Of course. <laughs> when it's, things are bad, you, you don't want to take credit. It's when like, things are good, you take credit. As that's what human nature. What has happened to the price of groceries as well? I was at Costco shopping for meat as well. And I'm looking at ribeye, New York steak, even pork chops, man. Expensive. Everything has gotten expensive. Before the... The sirloin steaks, you would get four pieces of them. It was like 35 bucks, 40 bucks. Now that's 75 bucks. Dude, it was 67 $68, and then they, they weren't even good cuts. They were like really bad cuts. Yeah. So, I mean, everything is going up in price, and yeah, it people aren't looking at it and saying, uh, hey, you know what, maybe, uh, maybe it might be the administration. No, no, no. 
let's let's just blame it on COVID. Let's blame it on Russia. Um, it's 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 their fault. It's, it's worse. Not, it has nothing to do with the what economy. they're doing. Is working. I mean, uh, what does Russia have to do with this? I mean, it's just our internal issues. It has nothing to do with Russia. I think to keep blaming Putin and there's an easy way out. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's it's our internal uh, policies. Yet the Russian yes. ruble is up 15%. And then now they're, ta- yeah. as Armon sent the article, uh, China and Russia are putting together their own cryptocurrency. It's China, it's Russia, it's India, South Africa, South Africa, and there was one more. Yeah. Who was the last one? Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. No, no. Zimbabwe? No, 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 no. no. It yeah, it was, it was China, it was, uh, China, Russia, India, South Africa, and... One drum moment. roll. Let's see if Levy could get it before I can. You do? Well, you have the article, bro. And then Egypt. They, Egypt. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Uh, well, sorry, Chuck no. Rosten. Turkey, Egypt, and Saudi Arabia are so considering, but the ones who are currently involved are... Um, it's the five countries I mentioned. Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. Okay. Brazil was the one. So it wasn't Egypt. No, Egypt and Turkey <coughs> and Saudi Arabia are considering joining forces as well. Well, they basically want to come up with their own currency. Uh, as alternative to dollars. Correct. Yes. Yeah, to trade with that. In, it's an international currency. Yeah, to trade with that particular currency. Because, uh, you know. The, Would you consider the euro an international currency at this point? Look at the collapse of euro. I no. mean, euro was. 98 euros to the dollar. Dollar now. What? Yeah, it's dropped. It's even not Paris. It's Tom. It used to be two dollars to a euro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember when the euro came out. Everybody, it was like this. It was the new sexy thing, the euro, and it was like a dollar seventy-five or two dollars, like you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when oh, I was, Europe's economy is weak, and that's uh, suffering. I mean, nobody wants to work. Even in the U.S., uh, people are lazy, getting lazy. They don't want to work. Well, Nobody the, wants to work. The U.S. I mean, look at the problem we're having in healthcare. We can't find employees to work. That is a problem, major problem. Because you know, people get used to this. Two years, nobody worked. They collected unemployment. They co- collected supplemental, and they were getting thousand dollars a week. You know what you know, they four, should 5, stop, Michael? A month. You know what it is that they should stop? I, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but uh, for everybody listening as well. The government, especially in the state of California, they're always giving certain incentives to the employees. They're giving incentives as far as COVID pay, 80 hours, 40 hours, 90 hours, whatever hours it is. As soon as a new incentive comes out, all of a sudden, boom, everybody has COVID. Yeah. I was talking to a friend over the weekend, and they have two branches as far as uh, uh, the business that he works for. One is in Los Angeles. One is in San Diego. And we were chit-chatting, and he said, uh, guess where the highest rate of COVID is right now? LA or San Diego? I said, probably LA. He goes, no, right now it's San Diego. I'm like, are you serious? He goes, yeah. He goes, they just gave us, gave him an incentive. So everybody has COVID. <laughs> and then he goes, <laughs> so then he goes the, now that LA is giving that 80 hour one, he goes, as soon as uh, San Diego is done, everybody in LA is going to be in LA. Yeah. It's going to be in LA. But you know, Bob, Barbara Ferreira is, uh, she'll be at the Dodger game, maskless clapping and mandating masks. That's, you guys, that's, that's it on you guys think she's going to bring the mask back in schools again? No, no, no. She, she said she, July 29th. Bro, she got backlash, man. Didn't you see what happened? She's And? She she came out with the test uh, video where she said, uh, if you want to wear a mask, you could wear a mask. It's not necessary. But, but be a responsible person and wear a mask. 
when you're out and about. She's telling us to be responsible. Yeah, because she got caught. When's the last time you went to the Doyle game? I haven't been to a Dodger game in years. Okay. I was there two weeks ago. Is this Doyle dog any good? I honestly don't like it. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I don't. It is the Dodger dog? There's nothing <laughs> special about it. I think people are just. It just tastes better. It's at just, the uh, yeah, it has sentimental value to them. Oh, it's a Dodger dog. It's, it's boiled sausage. Yes. Same. It's not even a Nothing sausage. Different. It's a hot dog. I mean, not yeah. I'm sorry. You hot wish dog. it was a sausage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a boiled hot dog, over oversized hot dog in a small butt. And I mean, God knows what the hell's in that hot yeah, dog. Exactly. <laughs> and therefore, we have hospitals, right, Mike? But but Mike, do you, thank you God for hospitals. You don't think in a lot of industry, especially in healthcare, one of the reasons why we're facing such a shortage uh, is because of the mandates as well as far as in order to work you have to have a vax card you don't think that that that, that, that contributed uh, to at least 20 percent uh, of the uh you know that that's is a valid point in, in my hospital and um you know i was able to recruit like 40 nurses where everyone else had no nurses because um the government at that time it was almost a year ago we're talking did not mandate that you had to be vaccinated. And and, and every hospital system was mandating that. And I said, listen, not the government. If it's not mandated by government, I'm not going to mandate you. So all of a sudden, you know, people were flocking to apply for a job with us, and I hired them. And that helped me. And you got the best nurses. I got all the nurses at the right time. And they were using travelers and they were paying like three times more for a nurse, whereas I paid a regular salary because it was my philosophy. You know, Um, I'm not going to mandate you, force you to do something that you don't want to do. It's free country. That's the reason we're all here in a free enterprise. And uh, unless the government comes and puts a law, obviously I'm not going to violate the law. I mean, I may disagree with the premise of it, but if it's the law of the land, the law of the land, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to obey the law. And I kept it until the last day uh, that was possible. When the government came and said, now you have vaccinated everyone, okay, and in that case, So what happened the to law. those nurses you had hired? We kept them. <laughs> because, you know, I don't know if you read the most recent publication from CMS. Um, C- CMS was... In the article mentioned that their survey, you, you, you know how before you could ask the uh, CMS surveyor, are you vaccinated? CMS came up with a new publication in June. You cannot ask the you question. You cannot ask the question anymore. Is it, is it a HIPAA violation? No. What is it? They didn't HIPAA mention, they didn't mention pers- HIPAA. But what they, they kind of shot themselves in the foot because if you as a CMS surveyor, I cannot ask you, then how do you enforce enforce me to ask everybody else around me? Are you vaccinated before I hire you? Are you this before I hire you? Third third party. Yeah. uh, What's going on, uh, the HR department, as part of your employment, gets that information. So it's mandatory you provide, otherwise they won't hire you. Yeah. From the beginning, when you apply for a job, let's say whatever position you're applying, you have to disclose that, like you disclose your driver license, your social security number, and, and also your vaccination status. Yeah, well, 
Well, you, you check the you that. check yeah. for influenza, yeah. right? You have to ask for influenza. Of course, TB. So, uh, so they ask that. So if you're not there, it's a check mark. You don't check that. You're not hired as part of the hiring process. You have to do that. I mean, it's it's across the board. I think all industries suffered twenty to thirty percent loss of their. Uh, yeah. Of course, uh, airlines, workforce. hospitals, airlines, county yeah. employees. Yeah, everybody airlines are down about, i think it's about 22 percent um delta the american airline ceo was speaking about that a couple of weeks ago and it's primarily due to that it's not because people no longer want to i mean yeah there's a good portion of people that were taking advantage of the unemployment but you're not get, those are not the pilots those are not how know, much how much did <clears throat> unemployment cost in california over the last two years I, I don't know. I, I don't no know idea. the number, but uh, let me tell you, the state has surplus, you know. So clearly, the unemployment did not affect the state surplus, which is over ninety billion dollars the state is sitting on. So uh, clearly, it's our money. It's you, and me, and everybody else in the our, audience. Our uh, children are going to be paying for it. Yeah, it's a surplus the state is sitting on, and the reason surplus is because the state is notorious to tax you. I mean, this is one of the states that uh, extremely to the left. And, uh, you know, um, you know, look at our highest rate is, uh, what, 14%. That's yeah. very, very high. On top of the federal, if you're, in, uh, if you're uh, lucky enough to be in the top echelon and, and making some, let's say, more than 250000 a year, uh, you're paying, you know, 14% income tax in the state of California plus the federal tax, which is another 30%. So you're talking almost half of your income goes yeah. to government. Now so you, you're working for the government. You've done business in how many states, 14 or 16 uh, states? Yeah, when I was uh, president of Prime, we were in uh, 16 states. 16. And now you're in two states? I am in, uh, well, three states. California, in California, California, so right, three yeah. states. Uh, since I started my own company, uh, or in um, or in different states, we, we want to also move to some other states um, that were um, Texas is one of them, uh, and uh, maybe some Midwest states uh, that I'm looking at it right now. Now, when you tell people, not not you, but in general, when we speak to people about, there's a huge difference from a as a business owner running an operation in a red state versus a blue state, they, th you know, they automatically assume you're a Trumpster or, you know, you're just far right. But without any bias, since you've operated in blue and red states, do you see a big difference? Huge difference. I think um, I operated in California. I had, uh, when I was managing, uh, we had, uh, I think 16 hospitals in California. Um, California is very difficult to do business. It is highly regulated from, I mean, this is the business I know, healthcare. And as a healthcare um, person, um, number one, I mean, let's put the taxes aside. You know, if you make money, which is a good thing to make money, you're going to pay 14% of your income to the state. Besides that, Anything you want to do in any hospital, any healthcare facility, the cost is like four times more. 
in California versus other states. Because even you're going to hang a, a picture, which is kind of crazy, you're going to put the nail and hang a picture, you have to get approval. There's this agency, I'm going to tell you, there's an agency called OSHPOD, Office of State World Health Planning. They dictate everything you do in the state. You want to, you have a need for, let's say, psychiatric beds, and you apply. First, you have to apply to OSHPOD before you get your license. And Oshpot has to approve it. And Oshpot is a bureaucracy by itself, huge bureaucracy. Any application, if it's minor, they call it over the counter, which, you know, you can get in and get approval in a couple of uh, weeks. But if it's a full review, it will take a year. A year, just with Oshpot. I mean, I applied uh, in San Diego in the hospital that I was part of my system to uh, get 30 beds, psychiatric beds. And there's a huge need for psych services in the state and in the country. And that application took a year and a half just to get approval from Oshpot. After numerous calls, I even talked to head of Oshpot in Sacramento trying to get him off his ass and, and get the application approved. And I even talked to Secretary for Health and Human Services for the state, trying to move this guy. They can approve it finally with approval. And once we get the approval on the Oshpat side, it took us another six months to get the license. So it took two years just to open 30, 30 beds. 30 beds. Imagine. I mean, this is the bureaucracy you're dealing with in the state. Okay. You go to Kansas. Or Texas, let's say Texas, yeah. a bigger state. There is no Ashpat. None. Ashpat, none. You just apply to the city you're in. You say, I want to you know, build the sturdy beds. They give you the permits. They come to the inspection. It's finished. You apply for the license. You get the license. It takes you the whole thing, A to Z, maybe three months. <laughs> in this, two years. Two got years, them three months. California, it takes two years. And I even said this to uh, many officials because in my capacity as a hospital executive, you know, I sit on the, I used to sit on the California uh, Hospital Association. We have some say uh, in, in getting things done with the state as, as an association. And, um, you know, we talk to the governor, we talk to everybody. It's just very difficult to get anything done in, in the state. So this state is a pretty much a left. And and all under the safety and, and that BS, uh, they just don't don't do it. It takes you forever so to Mike, get any who, permit. Who put that uh, that group you mentioned, the WAMP or whatever? Oshpad. 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 It's a so state agency. I understand, but who this which who in the state decided to have that agency? Or who the legislators. The, the legislation was passed. I don't know when. You so can in check a sense, the, the people are also responsible for it. Of course this. we are. Because we vote for those representatives. Represent, yeah. So when that was established, I don't know. Many As long as I'm in the, this business, Ashpat existed. So in Ashpat, I, I mean, I met with the head of Ashpat during uh, the previous administration. And the guy said, I'm retiring, so I can't do anything about it. I said, what do you mean? You're still the, the chief. And... Uh, when uh, Newsom came, Governor Newsom, he appointed somebody else. And at the same time, it's a, it's a complete bureaucracy. 
And do you also have to report, uh, submit annual reports to Oshkod? Yeah, you submit your <laughs> annual report. See? No, uh, and it's it's a it's such a waste statistics, of time. Statistics, statistics. You, you it's have to audit, submit basically. yeah all yeah. the statistics of your. So if I want to <laughs> know if I'm spying on let's say on Kaiser, let's say or or Dignity or whatever, I can go and pull their annual report and see what they're doing, what the numbers yeah. are, and then the same people see, they can, can do on you, on you ex- vice versa. See? So whenever assuming as, you submit it correctly, though. Right. Well, you have to submit correctly. It's in the penalty of perjury. You're submitting it. Capitalism. So, uh, <laughs> so you have to. You have. To, so any any hospital or any uh, hospital system has to submit those reports to Ashbrot, and it's a year old. But you know, you will not get current data, but you will get some report that you know what your competition doing. Yeah, but but Im- intelligence. I don't even, gives you some intelligence. I don't even ima- want to imagine how long does it take for let's say, an operation the size of Prime to submit that report? Well, we have a uh, complete staff. I mean, Just we have for that several report. people, yeah. <laughs> yes. Prepare that. I mean, yeah, it's cost of doing business. So, I mean, you have so to submit it for 14 hospitals. So you yeah. have to prepare all that. It, look it has it, to be accurate. Sometimes we use outside uh, help, too, to get it done. Look how unnecessary it is. I mean, you're you're running a legitimate business. It's a hospital, right? Now you have to hire more staff to do unnecessary numbers and paperwork and submit it to an organization that's unnecessarily being funded by the government or by <laughs> us. And then they have to hire staff, unnecessary staff, unnecessary staff that's paid by us again. Tax <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 circle jerk. it's, it's literally, that's what it is. And, and, and this is only in California. Yeah. And Other then, states, Nevada, just next door does not have Ashba. Does not agency like it doesn't exist. Whereas California, we're so lucky because uh, <laughs> just it's privilege. It's a privilege to live in the state. A, yeah, uh, you but have to pay the privilege. highest tax. Like it's a privilege to live in. California. I mean, uh, it is. Well, we have great weather. That's the only <laughs> thing. Great weather. We have great weather. We I know, do, man. I mean, the taxes are highest. The regulation are the worst. There's huge bureaucracy. Lefty. But it's a great uh, state to great live. Weather. I mean, great weather. Yeah, that's the only thing good about Anytime California. Anytime you want, 12 months out of the year, you could visit the nearest beach in Florida. I know. And not only that, man, you could live on the streets and no one could say anything <laughs> to you. I mean, yeah. so I actually spend the night at 9-1. What is that one? Beverly Hills? 902-1-0. I want to spend the night outside. <laughs> they don't let you. The police will take kick you out in, in Beverly Hills. So why are they allowed in my zip code in front of my you house? You can smash and grab at 90210, but you can't sleep there. Well, Glendale had a smash well, and grab. if I do smash and grab, I get I mean, tired. Where do I sleep? I mean, look at the city of L.A. Again, I don't want to. Uh, we have a mayor who's uh, incompetent, totally incompetent. Uh, and the city is in, you know, bad shape. And uh, the streets are dirty and homeless everywhere. And, uh, I mean, the job of the government, at least, is to make the cities that they manage clean, uh, cut the garbage away, and, and, and clean it up. I mean, you can't leave people on the street. That's, that's immoral and ethical, and it's a public safety and public health issue. Well, their, their excuse is that, you know, these people want to be on the street. Okay, take They're, them to a shelter. 
They don't want to go to the shelter. Who's going to pay for it? Some of these people don't want to go to the shelter. There's shelters. Why this thing doesn't exist in Glendale, which... uh, well, you know I what? I live in Glendale, and I don't see it. Uh, I don't see any homeless like, on the streets in Glendale. Well, let me tell you this. Let me say this. Don't, don't think too. It. It's uh, coming. It's they're coming on the. It was last week. Or Beverly Hills, let's say. What do they? They don't. Well, Beverly Hills, they like to smash and grab stuff. So. Yeah. But uh, two weeks ago, or a week and a half ago, driving down on Western and right in front of John's Market, there was a homeless guy who had basically completely blocked off the sidewalk with his clothes and suitcase and a bunch of garbage and obviously that being a hazard i was like okay let me call glendale pd to get this guy out of here because number one he's in a almost in a residential area he's by the fire department and he's in front of john's at least don't admit it so listen to this so listen to this so i call and i go there's a homeless guy completely blocking off the sidewalk and it's causing you know, it's it's it's, it's a movement. You're nuisance. doing this while you're driving, by the way. Absolutely on my Bluetooth. So, listen to this. He Your says, conditioned car. He says this. This is what the police officer says. He goes, "It's not illegal to be homeless." Good answer. I said, "That's not why I called you, though. I didn't call you to say there's a homeless guy here. I called you because the guy's compl- his clothes are clothes everywhere. Streets, yeah, his suitcase is open. His clothes are all over the sidewalk, and this is." This is in a very nice neighborhood. That's why I called you. He goes, well, again, it, it, you know, he's not. It's not illegal to be homeless. I said, bro, you're part of the problem. No, he's not. I'll tell you why he's not. His hands are tied. The, a police officer? Yes, His yes. hands are tied. Yes. So a guy basically blocking off the sidewalk, creating a nuisance. Is yes. you should have called he can't the mayor do anything. of uh, Glendale. Who's the oh, mayor? He's on, of Glendale? he's on speed dial. Who he, is that? He can't do anything of it. I had a homeless problem here at my office. Uh, I can show you the report how many times 78 times within that four-year period cops have shown up okay but was he causing any issues no he was just pooping and peeing all no 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 not a big deal <laughs> of course he's causing issues no no i'm, I'm asking they, they can't do anything he's this like is... he's like and they've all they all knew me because and i would call because my staff would call me and say you know we have to jump over this guy to get to the office basically and they were afraid of him. He was a big guy, too. So I, I called, uh, you know, Burbank PD, as I said, 78 times. There were, I asked him for a report so I could see it one time. And and he's like, look, he can't do anything. If I take him in, I'm going to spend four hours doing paperwork. And then he'll be back. And then I have to let I'm him go. The paperwork. Yeah. He's like, how, how do you expect me to do that? Like to stop everything else and do four hours of paperwork because of this one guy, one transient. See, this is the issue I see. If when was when it was happening in front of in my area, if you and I both went and fought it together back then, it wouldn't come to where you live. But we didn't. You waited till it came to your area, your town, your block. Then you're talking about. Well, it. yeah, of course. Everybody, everybody who lives in this in their city cares about their city. You want to make sure. Wherever you're living, wherever you're raising your kids, wherever your investments are, it's it's clean. That's what I'm trying to tell you, bro. I'm trying to tell you the I same mean, thing. I mean, Mike, you you're an executive in healthcare. Do you think if California, well, we have a sixty billion surplus, I think ninety billion. Ninety. Okay, ninety billion. You, I mean, they were saying sixty, and also the number went higher and higher because. State is notorious to collect taxes from people like you and I. Now it's mushroomed to 90 billion. 
So what percentage of that 90 billion, if they grant it to you, can you fix this? Hector's right. It's not a, to call it homeless. Is, I don't is even the wrong need ninety word. billion. No, 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 not, no, no. I said what percentage of that ninety percentage. billion? Give me ten percent of it. Ten percent. Ten percent. I will solve the. Uh, that's the homeless more than problem. enough. No, that's right? more than enough. For, as far as I'm concerned. Three years, maybe. You think you no, can do it in three I'll years? No, I'll do it in a year. In a year. In a year. See, this is the difference between a a private sector person versus right. government. You give it to government, it's never going to happen. Exactly. They'll, they'll be some, fail at it at the highest cost. Yeah. Give it to me because I know to get to the root of the problem, get these people off the street, put them in, in their shelters or, uh, you know, apartments, uh, whatever I need, put them there and enforce the laws that you cannot be on the streets, period. The streets are not a place to live. But they're all, streets. they're all junkies and druggies, right? So. I understand that. Some of it uh, you have to... Uh, Keep them in places that uh, they cannot leave. Maybe you I know, don't know. You know something the, that you have to take some drastic actions. See, you know what's the sad truth? Like right now, we're talking to Michael about, you know, giving him a portion of money to basically get rid of the homeless situation. Right? The far left will basically say, "Well, we can't trust him. He's a business owner. He's going to take the money and run with it." And then well, we, and then it's like, okay, so you, you're <laughs> going to trust the government with it? What have they, what have they been well, doing to you for the past? Okay, if that's the case, uh, give it to me as I need it. Don't give yeah. me yeah, a give lump sum. Phases. As as I go, you know, give me ten percent and twenty percent progress payment, as they call yeah. it. Progress yeah. payment, which and is so always the best way to do it. Let me start the process. I will fix that problem. That problem will go away in, in a year. I promise you. They, you they, guys they'll think never they maybe I should it? run for mayor instead of these two guys that are running for mayor. You know, mayor where Glendale? Uh, no, 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 Caruso no, and uh, Karen Bash. Hello, oh, Bass. Yes. How about we start with Glendale, Mike? Clean up Glendale, since we all know you're from Glendale. Clean house over there, <laughs> and then slowly down to LA. Then I'll talk to Newsom about the uh, nine billion. You they're my, are my friends. I want to keep friends with them. <laughs> all of them are your friends? Uh, yes. <laughs> I mean, I know them. Let me put it that way. <laughs> Mike Smith. <laughs> I don't want to go against anybody in Glendale. No, it's just it's nothing. If there if there's no problems, then technically, why do we even need government? You don't fix exactly. something that's not. Broken. I mean, look. Uh, I mean, the city of LA has more issues. Homelessness is is a big issue, obviously. And uh, cleaning the streets is an issue. I mean, that's the job of the government. But it all starts to with the clean voters. the streets. We need to fix the voting system first. Nothing is going to get fixed until that voting system is done right. If anyone out there is blind and did not see what happened to the Glendale City elections, I'm sorry, bro. You're blind. If you didn't see that one, you're blind. I mean, if it's Levick says in there's Glendale, too much everywhere. money in careers to fix homelessness. Homeless task force people have salaries of two hundred fifty thousand a year. Why would they want to fix it and eliminate it? Well, uh, who are the homeless task will, force hired by? State funded. I don't know who's who's getting well, any money. It's you know. State funded. All these. Well, all these, I'll, I'll tell you. No, right well, no, that's not a problem necessarily. You just shuffle them. Okay. For Mike to fix that problem. In a year, he's not going to do it by himself. He needs thousands of people to work for these shelters and the mental institutes and all that, right? Yeah, it's, it's, he will okay. hire his own staff. So you're getting paid two hundred fifty thousand mm -hmm. to play with yourself for the government. Okay, Mike will pay you the two fifty. 
come actually do some I productive do, work. You know what? <laughs> uh, let me tell you this. I don't want any salary. I will do it for, for free. No, no, not you salary. Yeah, I don't want any salary myself. If it's, I'm given this task, I will do it as a public safety, as, as a public as service. A, a public service. And I don't need the money. I will do it because it's good for the city and it's good for the residents of the city. This is a a, a safety hazard. It's a health hazard. It, it just, this is one of the top cities in the world. I mean, we made LA a piece of trash instead of being a shining city. Really is. I mean, there's only few cities in the world that have the status of a major city like LA is. You know, it's a glamour. It's a, Hollywood, entertainment, you name it. You uh, named a few of the problems, too, in yeah. that sentence, by the way. I know, but, <laughs> you know, uh, it has glamour that L.A. has. And all of us, I'm sure, when we're growing up and we came to um, to uh, California and L.A. because of that glamour. I, Hollywood. I mean, yeah. and when I first came to Hollywood, and I lived in Hollywood and I was as a kid, as yeah. a, it was the dirtiest, horrible city. I mean, I was shocked. There's drugs on the streets, prostitution on sunset, and I was going to Hollywood High, and it was horrible. I mean, we couldn't walk on our own safely. I was, and I said, this is Hollywood? I mean, the perception I had remember as a child. prostitutes and everything on the street. I on mean, the street. That's what I remember. On that's what that's exactly. Yeah. That's what I remember. Clearly, when I was going to high school, it was horrible. I mean, it was, I mean, thank God it's cleaned some of it now. Nothing of that, nice buildings in Hollywood yeah. and so forth. It's much better. But the city of L.A., this is a, a shame. This is a bad, bad mark on the city of L.A. to be in this homeless situation. That's our number one public health issue, I think. Well, Wednesday, I was invited to a fundraiser for Sheriff Villanueva, and I had a discussion about this with him. He brought up an interesting statistic, which just blew me away. He's like, with the stroke of a pen, they took away 2,200 deputies. That that was one stroke. And he's like, you know how many, you know what 2,200 deputies means? He's like, all of San Diego has 2,200 deputies. You're kidding me. And he's like, with the stroke of a pen, I lost 2,200 deputies. And then on top of that, then they cut another thousand positions Basically, he's like I'm down. Staff. I'm down a third you know, of my I, staff. I know the yeah. sheriff very well. He's a good friend of mine as well. He's a good man. He's a good guy, and I think it's political between him and uh, the board, board of, of director, supervisors. Yeah, yeah because yeah. they don't like him. They don't like him. No. But, see, he's not uh, we hired like, by them. He's but, elected. But the so otherwise, is, they fire the guy. But then, do we like them? The board of supervisors. No, they're who but, are these people? But, but you know what? Elected the, by the people. But you know what the messed up thing is. Here's That's the thing. Here's what he was Fix saying. Fix the voting. I said it again. He's like, even if I win in November against Luna, the board of supervisors can vote me out. That's not right. <laughs> can you the board of supervisors that? should not. So the people voted. The people voted. Why are you gonna? He's like, if they vote four to one, I'm out. Like, so you basically so it's like congratulations sheriff Villanueva. you're in peace you're, you're, yeah it's like you are now the new sheriff and he you know he says he says a thank you speech he goes he sits in in his office he goes <laughs> you know sheriff Villanueva, we have a, we have a line on line one he picks up line one and you're fired you're the new ex-sheriff, ex-sheriff. <laughs> it's sad it's sad 
Um, Vic was asking, have you ever had these types of discussions um, during any meetings with sta state legislators or anybody about, about the homeless crisis or the mental health crisis that we're facing? Yes, many, many times, especially the mental health issue because I um, opened and operated close to 10 psychiatric um, units within hospital. So psych uh, business, I know it very well, in and out, what needs to be done, both on an inpatient and, and outpatient uh, programs. And it's it's sad. I mean, from a pure um, business standpoint, there's a lot of need. But also it's very, very sad to the families, and, and it's very, very difficult uh, for families to have a child or a loved one that needs psychiatric and it's something that you cannot be cured i mean it's not like something you take uh, some medicine and you get better let's say yeah unless you have psych you have a child or family member has psych issues that is for life you know, yeah. they're going to take medicine for life and sometimes people forget taking their medicine and they're back um, to the same situation and they're danger to themselves and dangerous to others you know and that's the key definition and um, talking to legislators I, I talk to everywhere I can get audience with <laughs> it, it's 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 a national problem I mean you raise the issue it is a national issue psych services and opioid crisis is a national issue it's not just uh, here in California or in uh, LA issue it is a is a major issue that's the country's facing and um some creative solution has to be given. And, and I think uh, money is important in these situations to solve some of these problems, but also some creative ways uh, as a country we need to uh, address these issues. But, but I think the fact that, going back to what Hector said, the fact that they're calling it homeless crisis, right? Yes. Homeless issue. What does that term mean? It undermines the actual no problem. home, right? Yeah. Homeless. Yeah. You don't think they're using that term to push, for example, like SB nine, right? Which means you could pretty much build an apartment anywhere you want. Correct. No parking requirement. Nothing. You can go on in Glendale on Mountain or whatever. You know, Sunset Canyon, Chevy Chase Country Club. Build an apartment, no problem. Um, for homeless? No, no, no. Well. Well, that's the thing. By the country club. As long as you Take use... Take the country club and uh, made it homeless shelter. But Why not? not? Yeah, but when you, when you use the term homeless, they're not calling it we don't have enough homes. It's not, a, it's not a real estate issue. This is a mental health crisis. It is. So yeah. if you don't call it what it is, then you're solving for the wrong problem. Yeah. See, drugs, and like you said as well, we have a major drug and psych problem as far as it the is. homeless community. You go to Skid Row or you go to these large homeless encampments and you just walk through it, you'll see what the problem is. It's majority of these people aren't all there. It's sad to say. Yes, there are a portion of people that are having, you know, bad financial hardships. They're going through, you know, difficult times with their families, whatever it is. But that's a very small percentage. And a lot of those people... They'll find a way out of it. They'll right. find a way, out, whether it's staying with a friend, homeless shelter, something to get back on their feet. 
But majority of them, I'd say probably more than 90% of the people on the streets, it's psychiatric and it's drug abuse. Absolutely. And when they talk, and like you just mentioned, as far as homeless, using that homeless thing as far as lack of homes, you look in downtown LA, a lot of these commercial buildings that are being vacant now, they're building up now. What they're doing is they're put, converting them into residentials. I was in downtown LA last week showing properties. We went into a commercial building. That commercial building, there used to be offices there. They've converted all of them into residential buildings now. Of course. There's so, a new so, yeah, so there, there's a need. Mind you, it's going to get very congested there because, again, they're not, they're not building left and right or, you know, no, they're not going east and west. They're going north to south or south to north. Vertical versus horizontal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when they're going up, yeah, I get it. You, you're filling up these buildings. But when those people come down to actually go to work, it's going to get very congested. It's going to be another, it's going to, it's going to be a walk, walkable city again. How, how big was the old USC hospital? The one that's completely vacant now. Is that St. Joseph? No, no, no. USC. USC, USC in I downtown LA. I don't know the square footage. Uh, like, was it? It's, uh, it's pretty large uh, properties, but I don't know the square footage. Can't you fit a few thousand mental Easily. patients there? Easily. Or what's the other hospital down south further? St. Vincent? There's St. Vincent, which is empty. Right. I think somebody was trying to uh, uh, convert that into some homeless thing. St. Vincent. Is that the one near 7th? 6th or 7th? No, no. It's no, further St. Vincent down is near in downtown. Inglewood. No? No, St. Vincent no, right no, in downtown. Not, it's oh, not, yeah, that's yeah. not Inglewood. The other one's St. Francis. St. Francis. Yeah. St. Vincent is actually close to us. Oh, which yeah. one is the one near Alvarado? That's the one, St. Vincent. St. Vincent. That's what, yeah. It's off of 6th yeah. or 7th it's, it's empty. It's empty. empty. That hospital is empty. It's a massive hospital. We think it's empty, but I'm sure Patrick Shushan are sitting in there. And he was trying to make it into a. Is that the guy who who owns the LA Times? Yeah, he owns LA Times. Oh, okay. I met with him uh, a couple of times uh, when we were trying to buy a bunch of hospitals that he owns, and Benson, one of them. Yeah. Uh, So he owns um, uh, that particular um, hospital. It's empty. And I don't know what he wants to do with it. I have no idea. So it's empty. It's sitting, sitting empty. Pretty How big long company. has it been empty for? Like a couple of years. I, I know. My friend used to work years, there. Four years. Was it open during COVID? No, no, no. no, no. He would no. try to make it a COVID hospital, but COVID died down. I mean, this guy is an opportunistic type guy. He said, "Oh, I want to make this into a COVID hospital," and all of a sudden, he has no patients. It's oh, empty. so his heart's not in the you right know, place. Yeah. Levick says one and a half million square feet. Yeah, I don't know if he's big. referring to USC or St. Vincent, but holy God. my friend used to awesome. work at St. Vincent's. It's yeah, one of the biggest I, I've been to, in LA, bro. Yeah, I've been to St. Vincent many, many times when I was trying to buy it as part of that uh, package uh, five hospitals. There's five hospitals in that system. St. Francis is the other one. Yeah. And there's three up north um, that I was checking it. Uh, pretty large hospital, but it was uh, fully run. And ended up uh, being sold to Patrick Shushan Company, and he ended up selling it back, and he kept St. Vincent. So I don't know what he wants to that's, do with St. Vincent. That's dead space, man. That's big space. That's okay. They'll tear it down. They'll convert it. It is condos. right in downtown. I mean, uh, east of downtown. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the east one of you're downtown. talking about. It's the one. By yeah, it's the one. It's it's near Alvarado. I remember yeah. that one because I remember driving complex. driving by that place. Multiple times. I it's didn't even literally a block, bro. It's a square block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah. is a. There's medical office buildings also next door to it, and there's a uh, fair amount of specialist physicians in those buildings. Uh, but I don't know what happened. Imagine picking that. 
the fact that it's been abandoned for so long, imagine bringing that hospital back up to the health and safety regulations again as far as the, the interior of it. From the it's from the from the up. yeah from the you you don't need much because you're not going to be a trauma hospital if you all it is is a mental institute let's say mm-hmm. you, don't, you don't need much right well, you gotta yeah. gate, you gotta gate up that place as well, well no, as, no, as, no, as no, a psych no. hospital yeah, yeah. It could be fun yeah you gotta you That's, gotta make sure nobody it's escaped. not as much work as you think it yeah, is yeah it's no, not it's really not. you don't need because uh, when my when my but dad would work on Patrick Chunsan the owner you can well, just. If you want to share his contact with me, I'll be more than happy to set up a meeting. You know, the, <laughs> are we invited to? I don't think he wants to meet us. Well. Yeah. The only reason why I say it is because I remember when my dad would, they would do plumbing as far as with uh, certain hospitals in the healthcare yeah. field. The regulations as far as for sinks, for plumbing fixtures, everything was different. Yeah. And he was like, we have to go with the certain guideline because it wasn't the health department. It was somebody else. He said, they're going to come and inspect it on top Ashfa. of... Was it Oshpot? There you go. They have Oshpot to inspect- always has this little thing up your ass. Yeah, it was like just they have to not little thing, bigger thing. Yeah. It's like this. <laughs> it's, constantly, it's constantly wiggling. They're like, hey, oh, oh, okay, we got it. Because yeah. he, he would always say he was like he, he wasn't too concerned about the city inspection. He was like, oh, the city inspection is fine. He goes, and then he would yeah. say something about I guess it is Oshpot them coming to inspect. I'm where he telling goes, oh, you, they're a pain in the even, ass. Even to put a picture. You to put a nail on a picture, you have to get hospital approval. I mean, this is unbelievable, unbelievable bureaucracy. Jesus. So you Christ. can't. There's no way the state can just dissolve that bullshit that exists. How are they going to launder their money? Oh, that's Did true. The state ever dissolve any agency? No, they just <laughs> add more agencies because exactly. agencies equal government. Money. Have you heard government downsizing no. anything? Never. There's a union for the union. <laughs> There's all kinds of regulation, <laughs> laws, blah, blah, blah. It goes on and on, and nothing will, will get done. It's, I mean, it's it's insanity. I, <laughs> dealing with the government, you call them, it's press one, press two for this, press three for that. And then it'll say, please leave a message yeah. after the tone. 14 <laughs> message, 14 buttons into it, 14 prompts, and it's like, I mean, well, the wait is two and a half hours to seven days. Would you like us to call you back? Yeah, press we, nine. <laughs> and then you press nine, it disconnects I mean, you completely. So in hospitals, there's this Oshpot. Uh, you have a house on the beach somewhere. You want to build something. You have to go to Coastal Commission. That's another, you know, not only you get the city permits to, to get it done, you have to go to Coastal Commission. There's another agency you have to get approval before you do anything. How the hell did we all end up here? I don't understand. Oh, it's the weather. I guess we. <laughs> this says weather. It's, uh, not, it's oh not like God. we came from Iceland, bro. We came from Armenia. Bro, yeah. the funny thing is that because these... some Armenian came here first, <laughs> and he asked you to come, and you asked your friend, your family, every goddamn person from Whoever Armenia you were, or Lebanon you, came here. You fucked exactly. it up for all of us. <laughs> That's what happened. Some guy, I don't know, 40, 50 years I ago. I think it started with Larry Zaryan, Larry Zaryan or some <laughs> shit. He came here. So, oh, come here to Glendale. All of a sudden, zillion Armenians showed up uh, from everywhere you that's, can think that's of. Literally from Iran, yeah. from Iran, from Iraq, from Armenia, Lebanon, Syria, whatever. Levick's uh, planning on going to Idaho. What do you think of Le- Idaho? Levick's just moving east. I love Idaho. You go there. <laughs> you, have you done business in Idaho or no? I never done any business in Idaho, uh, but I had uh, something happen to me regarding some old issue uh, relating some land in Idaho, which uh, was owned by an investors 
took my money and I lost my money and, and I got that land, ultimately, which I didn't know has any value. I had no idea about Idaho. This is about 20 years ago. And that land was sold, which I had uh, a lien on that land, to a, a Walton family that owns the Walmarts. Walmart, yeah. And and this this guy that owned, owed me money, he didn't pay it, obviously. And and it went on for years. I never got my money for like seven, eight years. Eight years later, this guy who was a Walton family member, bought it and paid me off. So so this big land that I had, that I had a lien on in Idaho, should have kept it. No, I got my money. So that was better to get my money, and I was happy. The hell you I'm happy Idaho, about Idaho. Man. Idaho has been good to me. <laughs> Plus, it's potatoes are good potatoes. <laughs> owning land in Idaho is like owning land in California City. Yeah. No, you can't. So, no. I'm sure Levick's going to break it down. Yeah, Levick, yeah. you want to unpack that? Idaho has we're gonna do the best trigger, skiing, trigger the best right skiing. Now. skiing in Idaho. And yeah, they have uh, great skiing resorts. They don't that. That this land oh, has a river. Mountains, bro. Was, it in, was it in Idaho, Sun Valley, Idaho, that the billionaires go to? No, that's Sun Valley, California, right? No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> There's a Sun right. Valley, yeah, Idaho, Valley, right? Yeah. I think Larry there, Ellison yeah. and all those guys. Those guys go. Went, this Steve one went. was, uh, oh, it was a river, the mountains. I mean, it's been a few years that uh, myself and a few investors, you know, we, uh, we lost our money. And ultimately, that land was so valuable. And when we sold it to the Walton family member, they paid us. So, and all of us, we got paid. We got paid our uh, yeah. what our investment was plus interest and attorney fees. So it turned out else. to be a profit. It turned out to be very profitable, even though at the time it was a loss. <laughs> <laughs> Vikas so has come to Canada. I think Canada. We're in Canada. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Canada is just, just a larger That's scale land wise California, but smaller. Economy. It's yeah. literally a prison. I love Canada. I, I love <laughs> Canada. What's Canada's inflation rate? Like thirty-seven? <laughs> no. <laughs> there. Uh, I I think Trudeau's following Venezuela's footsteps, so it may be close to thirty. <laughs> uh, I mean, Canada is a very clean state uh, country, and it's a beautiful country. It's you know, the problem is cold, very cold. But they they don't have enough people to get. Yeah, thirty million people versus. It's a bigger landmass. Three hundred million uh, in America, and nobody's big landmass swimming across the ocean to go to do Canada. You, do you not remember when Vahid Birbirian was on our cod, on our podcast where he said it? He goes, he went from Lebanon to, to Canada. Canada, and he was like, I went from desert to snow. Mamangampa. Yeah, he goes Mamangampa. He goes, I would wake up in the mornings and he would say, I would see the cars uh, ice skating <laughs> down the street. It's it, not everybody could live in four seasons, man. Nobody wants to live in yeah, Canada. If, yeah, if you, uh, yeah, number That's one, no, yeah, nobody wants to you live know, in Canada. You know, a lot of Canadians, <laughs> uh, a lot of Canadians have second homes in Miami. They have uh, homes in Palm Springs, and in cold, uh, from cold to hot places they go, in in uh, snowbirds. I, I'm sure yeah. you guys yeah, heard Yeah, and if you go down to Palm Springs snowbirds. in the winter time, yeah. there's all a bunch of Canadian RVs. All the RVs are from Canada. They all come down to Palm Springs. How about Montana? Have you been to? I've never been to Montana. I've never that, been to. That's a state that really it's a big res- resonates with attracts you. me. Yeah. I think. I think if you look at the population of Montana, I don't know. Maybe it's six, seven hundred thousand. Maybe eight hundred thousand population. Idaho, same. Wyoming thing. is about six. I think. Yeah. Montana's uh, those a bit those more. Uh, states: uh, Wyoming, Montana, Idaho. 
not much population. Big, big states with very little population. And you, do you think it's basically the the weather? Montana condition? is cold too. Very yeah, cold. Well, it's about a little over a million in Montana. In Montana. Montana has some beautiful, beautiful place. Beautiful rivers and lakes and mountainous, just gorgeous greenery. And then you have a lot of rides and, in Montana. And ta- too. taxes are very friendly. See th- those areas. If you're if you're a nature loving person and you enjoy living in rural areas, yeah, you'll love it out there. But if you're more of a city type of person, you can't you can't live there. Well, Montana has a city. Well, yeah. So I, I just you told gonna... you, Sun Valley. Look up Sun Valley, Idaho. Steve Wynn. All those guys have <laughs> like thirty, forty million dollar. Tony Robbins. These guys all have properties Ooh, in Sun Valley, Idaho. Sun Valley. It's not. It's not. This is bullshit, bro. Arno thinks only people only buy properties in there. It is. Glendale nine one two zero eight two seven two zero five in Malibu. That's it. Bro, the population in Sun Valley, Idaho, is fifteen hundred. So what? Sun Valley, fifteen hundred people. That's a lot of and people. You don't need more than fifteen. I'm, 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 my street, I'm assuming, I'm my street has fifteen hundred people. I'm assuming, <laughs> bro, I'm assuming this is a this is a getaway all, place for them. All fifteen hundred probably are worth two hundred million dollars. Uh, probably, probably, but I'm assuming this is more of kind of like a getaway getaway area, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Billionaire. What was what was Palm Springs in the nineteen forties and fifties? Uh, it was, it was, where it was Hollywood. It was a getaway. No, 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 born, getaway. no. I wasn't born either, Mike. But you know, it, it was, was a getaway. getaway. Yeah, yeah. This exactly. is. I think this is a getaway place, man. Just like Aspen, Colorado, as well. Back in the day, as like in the eighties, Aspen, Colorado, not everybody knew about it. So and here, there's some right, Idaho cities. Okay. Aspen, you know how big Aspen is? Oh, Aspen's huge. It's not. What do you mean it's not? It's like the size of like Aspen is probably Bear, smaller bro. than Big Bear. No, it's really, big. it's literally it's like. Place. Four square blocks. I mean, that I main aspect is very Glendale. small. No, but drive around or go go to Redfin, Zilla, wherever you whatever you use MLS. Uh-huh. You professionals use MLS. That what it's look called? at the average price there, and look at the average net worth of. It's probably yeah. one of, the, if not the most expensive zip code. It's it's ridiculous. Aspen, and you've got every boutique you name it: Chanel, Rolex, Patek Philippe. You name it. Within that four square block, they have everything. Wait, they don't. Rafi's kebab. No, that's, that's no. the reason they don't have it. They have, uh, they we're have, here in uh, Glendale. They have Gurgaon's catering. <laughs> Rafi's. <laughs> that's the reason Armenians are not in Wyoming and Idaho, and uh, because Rafi's kebab, I think. So Idaho. Weekend says Fresno. Weekend in Fresno. Do you pay the same tax, state taxes we do in LA? Yes. Same. It's the same state. <laughs> <laughs> so Idaho has some good cities you can leave. Uh, Boise, Meridian, Eagle, Boise. Caldwell. Mm. Boise, Idaho. Yeah. Boise is the capital. Mm. Arno's so close-minded. He'll never consider. He'll even, never leave. Not a even zip Google code, searching it. He's like, I'm. I'm searching it now. What are you looking at? Aspen Park, Aspen Creek. See, when you ask, you said it's the most expensive. It just grabbed him. I went oh, to an no, open he, house. He doesn't care about Idaho. At when all. I was in Aspen, I just my wife and I we drove by an open house, sixty-five million. Yeah. Like a nice. Did you buy one or two? Or what they, is they, it for? They wouldn't take Section Eight, so I couldn't. Oh, you can do it. Huh? We could have combined. I'm Armenian from Glendale. <laughs> section eight, I have. We could have combined their section eight to and, make and it this happen. And this was this was Christmas of uh, 2017, I think. So imagine that so 65 BC, million is it was probably BC as well. Yes. So that you know, 65 million is probably 90 million now. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Right. I mean, it's, these it's, exclusive areas, extreme uh, 
uh, expensive because the population there, uh, it's all, let's say, billionaire maybe? Yeah, yeah. 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 Multi, it's, multi-millionaires. It's a, it's a different, different vibe, that's for sure. Um, but if you have any type of elevation sickness, you can have issues there. <laughs> you yeah. know what's funny? Aspen's population is more than... Uh, that, uh, Sun Valley? Than Sun Valley. 7,700. Sun Valley? No, no. Aspen. Uh, Aspen. Aspen. 7,000 population. These, are, these uh, are small towns. Like, yeah. very small towns. Yeah. yeah. Uh, exclusive areas. Oh, super exclusive. I mean, it's got a small airport. Uh, yeah. You can't... You can land small planes. Uh, the the runway is not all. It's that. not that far from Denver. You can drive two hours. Yeah, I drove from Denver. Two hours. Yeah, yeah I drove from Denver to Aspen. Jeez. Were you in a them? Lamborghini? No, it was actually Subaru. All wheel drive Subaru. Oh, oh no, shit. he was yeah, he was I, on a thing, bro. He was no. on the Dumb and Dumber scooter. Oh, you know why? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's how that's how you gotta drive into Aspen. Look at the mayor, bro. This guy's <laughs> 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 Looks like a hippie, yeah. Like guys, there's. You know why I rented a Subaru? Because half the population have. in Denver was driving a Subaru. Subaru I'm like, these guys probably know something. I swear, I mean, and it's a you know driving through canyons to get to Aspen. Yeah. That all-wheel drive Subaru, it's perfect. Perfect for that drive. It's made for that. Yeah, it was unbelievable. That's why you don't see many of them in L.A. Because it's you. You're, you, if you're not going to be someone that's going to go out into the mountains and explore, you shouldn't buy it. But in great LA, car. Actually, I own one. Look at that. <laughs> See, Vic says I suggested Arlo <laughs> to did. buy a house in Porter Ranch. He had a mini store. I did. <laughs> hey, listen, man. I, Vic, I'm, I'm still open-minded about Porter Ranch. It's, it's not off the you table. You have to stop the gas. He'll move. Once what gas? Yeah, but they have like a moving, gas thing no, man, going on? Moving to Porter Ranch, you're still dealing with the same California bullshit. <laughs> well, let me put it to you this way. <laughs> oh, when uh, when we were selling a house in Granada Hills near Pettit Park or Petite Park, whatever you want to call it, there was a major homeless crisis. Major. I'm talking about like tents on tents on, t- and Vic could vouch for this. Uh, there, he, there had been multiple multiple people getting involved getting trying to get those homeless out now we're selling a home on pettit near the park again the homeless are all gone so john there's lee, a progress john lee who was on our podcast is was the city council member for that district i know and john lee yeah and he said we're working on it we're working on it we're working on it and hats off to john he actually did it wow he did in a matter of literally i'm not kidding you probably uh four to five months yeah. they're gone they're gone that's good so we should ask John huh? what he did. Okay, where'd they yeah. go? Yeah, exactly. They just move. They, they, they just, moved. They they moved. You want me to call them back and help ask them where they went? So they moved them to Van Nuys. Oh, they escort them, like he said, next door. Next city over. I mean, I hope not, man. I really, really hope not. But, you know. Uh, I mean, look, or uh, kidding aside, it is a, a major issue for the city to find some solution, some creative solution to... Get them off the street. I mean, we cannot have, as a citizen of this city, as a citizen of California, have this issue on our hand. And I don't know, they're not talking about it. That's the sad thing. I mean, they're talking about any other issue except this homelessness crisis that we have. It is a major issue for the city of L.A. It's just a bad mark on us. And this has to be solved. I mean, in this wealthy state, 
Well, the state is wealthy. It has money. It's not it. like negative deficit and it's broke. The state has money. You know when they'll has talk a lot about of it? money. They'll talk and about they, it when they're not solving them. Well, they'll talk about it when they start camping out in front of these Hollywood celebrities and in front of the mayor's house. That's when they'll start talking about it. That's the I mean, they are talking about it. It's just they're mislabeling it, and they're mislabeling it so they can they can pass laws and legislation to to satisfy those mislabeled problems. That's that. Bro, they're putting that they're porta potties and sinks near homeless encampments. See, that's and the showers. That's the, there. the wrong approach. Them. That's exactly the problem. Instead of taking them off the street, oh, here, like you, you portable. Uh, yeah. Potty yeah, that, if you're uh, gonna take a stay there. Yeah, if you're gonna take a shit, take a shit inside the porta potty. It's such a stupid thing. I mean, just so what totally you guys, stupid. Okay, you guys, you guys say it's stupid, right? But every Saturday, the city comes out to where I live. I live where the homeless live, so the encampments are right by my house. I, I hope you're not to. paying any property taxes. <laughs> I'm paying over ten thousand a year in property Why? taxes. What am I supposed to do? Not you're pay? sharing property with them. Let them split it with you. <laughs> yeah. Ask them what's in their cup. I should ask the state to pay me back on that. Now, I, I have to go through that encampment to go to work every morning. I have no choice. Both sides. You're in the city of LA. You Sun Valley. Sun Valley. Not Idaho. Not Idaho. <laughs> I thought Idaho he was going to say Sun Valley. I meant to There's buy no Idaho. homeless in Sun Valley. I meant to buy Idaho, but I got Sun Valley, California. <laughs> I didn't read the listing. You should, you should have come to Glendale in that case. Yeah, after the karma, you didn't read CA or ID. <laughs> just, oh, it's Valley. Now, oh. I have to go through that encampment. The good thing is the city does come out on Saturdays and clean up the area because it starts smelling if they don't. Well, that's public safety. They, has, they public have hazard. to do it. I mean... They beg them. They plead with them. I see these employees trying their best, but they're not going anywhere because the city entices them with nice showers. Well, where they bring they in go, a trailer though? with showers. Of course, they're not going anywhere. But where should they go? You know what they did? The, the fire, you know, a fire hydrant. They have their own little hose connected to the <laughs> fire hydrant. And then there's a warehouse <laughs> with the electric wire. Crush them. Yeah, yeah, it's always running. That hydrant is running 24 hours a day. <laughs> I'm serious. No wonder there's we have a drought. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, there's power, uh, power cords from across the street coming into each encampment. Oh, my God. That's the reason I get uh, this letter from the city. They use too much water. I guess maybe you know, <laughs> these, guys, are, these yeah. guys can use it anytime they want to. And they don't have to pay for it. Free. Free. They got it for free. Could you imagine hooking up to a fire hydrant into your RV? Come over. <laughs> I'll show you guys. Literally That's what I'm taking my car my for wash. How come you never, you should video it and post it so we can see what you're talking about. Or at yeah, least connect right. the hydrant to your house. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to tell them you're homeless. Do <laughs> you get away with it? No, attach your water to that the hose. Yeah, and, that's what I'm uh, saying. Connect yeah, it. Just say you're homeless. Connect, yeah. See, th there's certain <laughs> there's certain crimes that are committed by the homeless where they go, well, what do you want me to do? It's like you you book them, you take them in. No, no, you know, he's homeless. But then if a, if, if a regular citizen does it, you know, get on the floor. Put your hands behind your back. You're under arrest. They'll, they'll book you there. So if, well, if yeah. you and I did that, what is it? Like the, what kind of crime is that? Like, I don't know. Disturbing city property, I'm guessing. Bro, you're stealing water from the city. Yeah, yeah, it's Cannot. basically yeah, it's a crime. Bro, I'm, I'm sure. One, one time, uh, 15 years ago, it was late night. I was driving home. You couldn't hold it. I couldn't hold it. I pulled into this very, very dark area where it was 
you know, junkyards and body shops. And Came I just to Sun Valley again, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it was not Sun Valley. Maybe Sun Valley, California, where you live. <laughs> and I, I couldn't hold it. So I, I pulled over. I, I peed on the tree, under the tree. I swear, like within seconds, a cop had a flashlight on me, sir. And tell him you're homeless. <laughs> Dude, the guy was like, what are you doing? I said, man, I I couldn't hold it. Like, what did you want me to do? I'm literally four blocks away from where I live. And there was this dark street. I just pulled aside. I said, I I, I couldn't. He's like, how would you like it if somebody peed on your business? (laughs) They do it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) The homeless do it all the time. Yeah, Yeah, that's the thing. the guy gave me a hard time. And I understand, obviously, you don't want people just pulling over being sitting. Yeah, and besides that, you should have told them. I, I, that's why I picked a dark area. So <laughs> I'm not going to do it in the light. <laughs> but I don't know where he even came out of. He just, just a flashlight behind him. He was him. probably <laughs> next door. <laughs> did you check her out? I did. The guy popped out of nowhere. Oh, I mean, uh, uh, good thing I didn't get a citation. Imagine if I got a citation. Yeah, you're lucky indecent you didn't give exposure. You exposure. Isn't that loitering? Well, not loitering. What's it called? Littering. No. Or, no, uh, it's indecent exposure. Indecent. And then the rest of it is, I don't know, flatulence. It was, it was or... dark. <laughs> Nobody could see anything. Yeah. So, uh, There's not much to see. <laughs> Bro, my buddy's got I was peace. <laughs> you, you could at least tell him it was cold. I'm sure all of us have stories like that you know all of us have had that exactly oh. no my buddy's gotten a ticket for throwing a a peach pit out the window peach yeah pit, pit. like a, yeah. i think yeah. there's, there's only pit. two you, things you, you can get ticketed for for littering that's feathers and some fl- feathers and hate those are the only two things that come off your car you will not be pulled over for Feather. I don't know how I know this. Okay, what? people. Feather? Feather and, and hay. hay. That's it. And hay. Hey, yeah. I'm assuming you know why? Because when they're transporting chickens, feathers are released, and well, then when they don't transport chickens the way they used to, but that's who the laws are from back then. Well, well, yeah, and then hay. When you're transporting hay, hey. these guys know a lot. I don't know. I'm just assuming. I know a lot of you. Useless information. That I have no idea. That's a transportation company or something. Mike, if you've ever wondered how we came up with the name Wise Nuts, yeah. it was. All because of all the useless information. <laughs> we couldn't call it useless nuts, so we called it wise, wise nuts. nuts. Now I know the yeah. the name. Okay, but everybody, you know, everybody says we're politically correct. Like we tell everybody, <laughs> take everything we say with a grain of salt. Yeah, <laughs> don't run with it. Do your own fact checking. Yeah, definitely. You know, you don't want to take our word for it. Yeah, yeah. We're blocked <laughs> by Facebook and YouTube and other platforms for a reason, guys. And that's amazing. Keep blocking us. We love it. Okay, good. <laughs> Anybody saying? Arvid says San Francisco. <laughs> you could sh- you could shit. You won't be cited, but God forbid your dog shits <laughs> and you don't pick up. Your <laughs> yeah, that's. Oh shit! That's hilarious. <laughs> so some of these laws are missing logic. That's where I like. If there's no logic behind it, why are we keeping it? Something doesn't make sense to humanity. You just don't do it like it. You know how many? There's lo- lots of laws like that. Lo- yeah, it's no in logic. the books. There's hundreds of thousands change. of laws. What are you going to do? Just wipe everything yeah, out? You can't do that. I mean, I mean, good. It takes a lot of effort trying to change any laws. Yeah, but if you wipe that out, then they're going to come up with even Something worse. New. You got legislators working uh, nonstop you know, trying to change that. I'm just glad they don't have the podcast 
uh, censorship association in California. I shouldn't give them ideas, but I feel like they're going to have something. Okay, tomorrow. is coming after you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so the sad part is it's always in democratic states. So why still here? Okay, but why don't you convince that to John? I mean, try to persuade John. To well, John enjoys doing, like, living in that no, lifestyle. Here's, here, here's the problem. If you notice when you have these conversations with these people, especially people who've been following politics for 200 years, it's like they'll tell you, well, you know, 1965. Um, Before your ass got I, here. I, I don't care about 1965. I'm asking you, as of today, were you living better today versus two years ago? That's that's all I'm asking. I don't yeah, you talking about some law that passed in Missouri in 1965 and you yeah. think it's affecting like I, I don't know. I'm not going to go read into that. It's a very simple question. And and what direction are we really headed? Like right? You you've been here for what? 40 plus years, Mike, mm-hmm. right? You came in was it uh 79? 79. So 43 years. Um clearly, I mean when when I came, I was a teenager, and it was during Carter time. And things were bad. I mean, inflation, uh, as we said, I don't know, 13%, 14%, whatever it was. 14.8. Yeah, 14% plus interest rates were double digits. Uh, things were not in good shape. Right after that, Reagan came, and things came down, and it was good years. So uh, as a country, uh, we went from... Um, really bad management, I should say, to a very decent management. And even though this guy uh, did not work as hard as Carter did, I mean, poor Carter. Uh, he was a hardworking man, honest man. And what, how, how old is he? You know, almost 100 years old, 90-something yeah, yeah. years old. He's been a decent guy, but he didn't know how to manage. It all goes down to management, right? He couldn't manage the He's country. He's probably going to go down as the worst president of America. Carter? Well, no, no. Yeah. no. Biden saying, this guy is. Biden Biden is saying hold, hold my beer. So anyway, you get Reagan who probably five o'clock, he left his office. He never worked beyond five o'clock, the guy. But do you he remember? goes home or he's off. I mean, he's home. His wife wouldn't let him stay. After yeah, time. I mean, uh, but it was great years, eight years of but prosperity. Why did Reagan shut down all the mental hospitals? That's what I, I don't understand. Do you, you remember why? I mean, you were I young. I don't know. At the I was young. Too. I don't know exactly the reasons uh, that he did. Uh, I don't know. I don't know the answer why it was shut down. There must be a reason. That that was kind of the turning point of a lot of these psych issues that we're facing Plus, with. You know, uh, as as a country, we start having more drugs, and it seems like we have a lot more. Uh, drug addicts, and, and uh, a lot more psych issues uh, now than we had yeah. back then. I mean, I mean, we didn't have, I mean, I was always in a school, and after I was working in a hospital, uh, we didn't have that many psych hospitals, very few, and there was never psych units within the hospital. It was not. I mean, in the years that I was uh, working and, and um, going to uh, my education, uh, later on, the psyche started slowly, slowly creeping up, and more and more people, you know, talking about it. And, and maybe it was taboo to talk about it. If you have a nephew or a child who has a psychiatric yeah. issues, uh, people do not want to talk about it. They now, normalize it. Yeah, but it's, he it's pretty much normal to talk about it. it. But you guys don't want, because 
they didn't think was doctors that are prescribing kids very young age the medication which gets these kids by the time they're teenagers or yeah i mean young adults they're on the streets already because they're addicted to medication that is legal yet because they can't get any more of it they go for the one on the street well doctors ethically should not write this medication i mean it's wrong um to push somebody on drugs that's that's totally immoral and, and wrong i mean they're uh, very addicted regardless, to drugs. Uh, yeah exactly and and and, and probably uh, you know these like the other day in one of my uh, former hospitals in uh, in encino i mean that's happened because this patient young patient he was uh, what 35 years old or something very proper coming from a decent family it wasn't like a homeless person I was coming to the hospital constantly asking for uh, pain medication because he was a drug addict. He was getting pain medication. When he finally came that time and asked for uh, medication, the ER doctor rightfully says no. And he pulled a gun, uh, pulled a knife and stabbed the the doctor and the nurse. Yeah, so. Did he kill her? No, he was a tankard. Was uh, this that incident where yeah, multiple nurses and doctors were stabbed? That's what I'm talking about. Holy yeah, shit. That's, that's what I'm talking about. The doctor was a female doctor, is a colleague of mine. She was injured. Um, the nurse was injured. Uh, not See? You know, there's two people were injured. And so it just, it shows to you that, you know, this is an issue. I mean, See, we Michael? have, uh, and this is not a homeless person. No. It's a well-to-do, upper-middle-class person. In Encino, I mean, uh, it's like affluent area. Right. Yeah. They won't mention that on the media. They won't say that the guy was in there multiple times, had a history of being in the hospital, had multiple times asked for pain medications. Was right. a, was an addict. That's what you want to call him at this point. He's an addict. Yeah. And once a doctor turns around and says, "No, I'm not giving you this anymore because you're addicted to it," what does he do? He pulls out Stabs. a knife and stabs people. The, they won't mention right. that the doctor. So there is a female I, doctor. I, I personally know people that up in surgery that day. Wow. Severe uh, injury. Luckily, she was at the hospital. Quicker. I, I personally know people that went from having a back surgery and from the back surgery, no drug use before that. They were uh, prescribed pills for pain management. Three months later, once the prescription's out, this person is looking for the same drug. Now they're I mean, buying it on the black market from a back surgery to buying drugs on the black market in three months. Yeah. So that's a problem. We need to focus on that. You said 90% of the people on those streets are druggies. Druggies are majority of those druggies, especially the younger ones. Some of them could have had a small surgery and ended up in the situation they're in today. Some. But the majority is actual heroines and the crystal meths of the world where... Well, this leads to the heroin and the crystal. So when they can't get that pain medication, their addiction is subsidized with other Okay, drugs. how many millions of people have back surgeries or knee surgeries yeah, every year? Well, I mean, I don't know uh, the number, but... Um, millions? No, 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 no. It's in the I thousands. mean, back surgery is an exception. 
say. It's not the majority of people on let's drugs. Call, let's call it yeah, surgery, surgery. You need pain medication you know, after. A lot, yes. of, I mean, a lot of surgery. C-section. Women have children. C-section, they get prescribed. Okay, so because that's that a doesn't big, mean they're going to end up Should all of them end up no, on the street? Yeah, they don't. Of course not. Not, a, no. not a lot. Not all of them do. Well, majority don't. You can't. I understand Vicodin and, you know, Oxycontin. Those are, those could be addictive. Yes. But, again, it's, you know, the, the moment you start giving them, kind of making excuses for them, then. I, I blame I blame a lot of doctors on it as well. If a, if a doctor, going to medical school for that long and you understanding, okay, you know what, after this many doses, pain should be gone by then. Or, you know, have them come back in, have them monitor the patient. If you're just prescribing the medication, you're not doing that patient a favor. You're actually doing a disservice. Who was mentioning someone getting prescribed something without even asking for it? Were you the one that mentioned it? What do you mean? Someone I know was prescribed medication for pain well, el- when they didn't el- even ask elderly for Elderly get prescribed a lot of things they don't need. Well, I mean, when people have surgeries, when they have surgeries, I mean, they're prescribed some painkillers because... After surgery, depends on the type of surgery, you have pain. And, and because you have pain, you know, sometimes pain is unbearable. So you need yeah. some medicine, but doesn't mean you're going to end up being an addict uh, and then constantly asking for that medication. Yeah. It's a temporary thing to alleviate your pain that you're suffering. So there's a medical need for it, but doesn't mean you're going to end up, you know, for the rest of your life on uh, narcotics. Yeah. You know, that that's a dangerous thing to do. Yeah, a lot of this has to do with not only the person itself, but the environment, their lifestyle, what they've been through emotionally, psychologically. I mean, bro, look at look at the president's son. Hunter Biden was caught on video weighing crack. Weighing crack cocaine. And the media basically hasn't mentioned one thing about it. This guy is basically a drug addict. He has mental health issues. Yet he's okay to wander around in the White House. Things like this need to be brought up where they should say, bring him up as an example. Hey, listen, the president's son is in this situation, but we're going to get him help. We're going to try to help him. But no, they brush it under the rug as if eh, nothing, nothing's wrong with it. It never, it never happened. Let's, let's assume this was Trump's son. Could what you happen? Could you, uh, you imagine? I'm, just, I'm asking the question. <laughs> they what do you think it will happen? It would have been national everywhere. News, yes. Interna- I think international news. Right. They would have want to shut down hotels. Do you want a crackhead son to uh, own a hotel in your city? Shut down. There would be petition. Oh my! I could. I could. I can only imagine. I I wish there was a way where we could live two <laughs> two lives. Like, a what if life? Yeah, two two different lives, and then be able to rewind and redo it with. You know, Trump in office. Well, or this didn't work out. Let me just yeah. go ahead. And- <laughs> yeah, let me just rewind it and see what would happen if Trump was. I mean, guys, Trump is not a savior. I promise you. Or a Republican, I should say. It's Even not that. It's it's not about saviors. Ed. Nobody nobody's gonna save you except yourself. Yes. It's not about saviors. It's just. I mean, I I I don't know. I've never, I've never spent so much on. Gas and food and everything. Yep. And oh yeah, the last two just, years it's just been. And I, and I don't know what direction that. That's the thing. There's so much uncertainty like never before. That's why 
you can't, it's even difficult to compare it to anything in history because, for example, 80s, we had that you know, huge inflation, Recession, right? Yeah. Recessions. 2007, 8, we had the real estate crash. crash. And now we've got the market, which is completely collapsing. You've, everything is down from crypto to blue, blue chip. Still, to, prices going up on housing. Can't find houses. Well, the it's prices, a national crisis. Well, price is going up, but why is it going up? Supply why? demand. Exactly right. Okay, supply, supply demand. Not for enough how housing. How long are we going to have a supply demand issue? It's a, it's a natural thing. That's what it is. But how long is the demand going to be there? As long as the people as have money as in their hands. As long as people have money in their hands and they can afford to buy. And how long do you think that's going to be? Nobody knows. I don't have a crystal ball, so I'd be a billionaire by now. It's not about crystal. I mean, look, You're look not? in California, even worse, because you try to buy any house, there's multiple offers. Uh, list price doesn't mean anything because they're offering more than the list price. So why even have a list price, you know? So, uh, and you try to, you, you're just uh, overbidding against yourself. I mean, the price is, I think, to begin with, it's high. Let's say it's a million and a half. It's, uh, that doesn't mean anything because people are offering more than that, more than 50, 100,000, more than maybe 200,000, more than the list price. Because money has no value. That, that 100,000 has no value. Because that's you, the sad part. Bro, 40% of all dollars were printed in the last two years. Yeah. What did you expect? You. Think See, about it. That's forty. That's a almost half of all money. Too many, uh, too many dollars chasing uh, goods, right? That's the theory. So uh, it, it's sad. I mean, uh, I, you know. And See, the problem is, is that when you talk in my about entire life, I've never seen anything like this. It's yeah. whereas you have almost recession, you're hitting there, but the the price is going up. In recession, things comes down. Prices come down. No. There's a retraction. Now is it recession plus prices going up? Same so time. So that's why the White House is renaming recession. He's calling it. We don't know. We'll find out another week. I, I Next week on the Wise Notes. I just think this collapse that's going to happen is going to be bigger than anything we've ever seen. You gotta plus, we have Patrick a lot of debt. It's not about Patrick Bedeli. He's the only one saying he's it. He's not the only one he's saying it. He's one of the it. only ones saying it. What if he's right? Arunjan, you, you only listen to Dave Ramsey. And you listen to brokers in your industry. Look what at, is the broker look, saying? Look at the overall statistics. You know what a lot of brokers are saying? They're basically saying that, and I, may, I made a video on this last week. I said that prices aren't going to come down. What's going to happen is this. The inflation rate is so high right now that it's going to basically readjust itself to whatever the inflation is. So technically speaking, Yes, we are going to have some sort of decline, but it's going to be an adjustment to whatever the inflation rates are. We're at 9.1 inflation. And okay, the interest, so, and the so interest tell me, rates tell are me under the statistics that. Dave Ramsey uses. Tell me. As far as what? It's a supply to, and demand thing, bro. That's okay, what it tell is. Tell me the comparison he makes between now and 2007. Do you know what the comparison 2007 is? 2007 was a financial bubble financing bubble that's what it was okay. you had a pulse they would give you a hundred percent financing interest only right and they're they're doing that now no again. they're not yes, they are. no they are. find me a lender that is doing that please weren't they doing five percent down find zero percent down a, any here's the thing all these people there's so many people that just talk 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 and when you tell them you know what okay put your money where your mouth is there was a guy who called me he goes um yeah uh I don't want to go with your lender. I'm like, why don't you want to go with my lender? Well, your lender is basically saying the interest rates at 5.5%. I go, okay. 
that's what's normal based off of your debt to income, based on the LTV, based off of uh, everything that we basically have. And then uh, you have. So, and then he goes, well, no, my lender, my lender says he could do it for 4.75 or 4.5. I said, okay, how many points are you paying? Nothing, zero points. I'm like, please introduce me to your lender because I'd love to, I'd love to give him business. You call the lender up, you ask him, well, yeah, you know what? It's kind of like a bait and switch sort of thing. There's scam okay, artists. Look, tell me, tell me the, how, what the percentage of foreclosures are. Right now? Year to date versus last year this time. Do you know what it is? The foreclosure? I got to look it up. I don't want, I don't want to so, throw a number so out. So look these things up. Don't just, you tell me I just listen to Patrick. I don't just listen to Patrick. Forecl- what I do is I look up numbers myself. What is the foreclosure rate right now? It's, it's up 132%. Same quarter from last year. I have two REO accounts. One is with Chase. One, they're not releasing it's, anything. This is not, this is not about you and me. Again, it's not about are you what looking, you have. And are you looking nationwide or are you looking in certain areas? No, I'm just looking Kenneth and Grant. No, I'm serious. Of course I'm looking nationwide. You can't do that. Then what are we looking at? You just can't do Glendo? that. No, because there are, rule, there are areas in certain pockets, rural areas, where they, they basically skew the map, completely skew it. Palmdale and Lancaster are tanking right now. Do you know why? Because this was an artificial inflation of house, housing. There. So what has Glendale been the last two years? What, uh, what's, what's, would you rather live in Glendale? Artificial or uh, bubble in Glendale what? because of us, Armenians. No, no, it's Thank not you. That, that's you. the only reason. No, Michael. Every Armenian yeah. wants to live in Glendale. Michael, makes the Armenians, Armenians are leaving Glendale. Where are they going? They're going to the valley. The Armenians are leaving Glendale because that's part of a program to get the Armenians out of Glendale. No, in all seriousness, Armenians are Did leaving Glendale. Why? Because it's expensive. Every house in Glendale that's selling Look, has I'll, I'll, multiple, multiple offers. Yes. On I don't me, know hold why. Hold on. Let me share some of your... Uh, you think Patrick is the only guy I listen to, but I think Ramsey is the only guy you listen to. So let me share some of Ramsey's so stats both with of you. Guys. Stop listening hold on. to other people. The percentage of homes bought by investors. This is from Ramsey. Has gone down. It would No. 33% of the homes purchased in Atlanta were investors. Jacksonville, Florida, 32%. Miami, Florida, 28%. Las Vegas, 27%. One-third, basically. A third One of these third. purchases were by investors. investors. Okay. okay. You don't think that's – you call that natural? And you, same thing in Glendale. You call what ha, what's happening in Glendale natural as far as, you know, like you said, houses priced at 1.5. And then within one week, it sells for 1.8. That's a 30%. So you tell me the price went up 30% so, okay. in Glendale so in one wh- week. Uh, no, no, 20%. Why did it sell for that price? Because of the supply issue right now. That's what it but is. The supply, but the it's demand is going to go down because, again, you and I both know a lot of these people used SPA, PPP money. No, Look, no. Yes, you got to stop, yes, bro. You did. have to stop. Look at the Where's statistics. Where's the money coming from? You have to. Well, you have to stop. Do you know how? Okay, hold on. Let me tell you something. When the SBA loans were released, right? When they yes. gave out those hundred and fifty thousand, three hundred thousand, all those that those big checks were changed, right? Within the first month, yeah, there was people buying homes with SBAs, PPPs, all that stuff. Come July and August, July and August of twenty twenty, do you know what happened? Anytime pull the credit you see sba any sort of government loan it was an automatic denial i had six escrows yeah. cancel even refi they, they, no explanation yeah. you why, as why in the, they were canceling uh, because 
because they don't want that same thing in 2007 to happen again. The underwriters looked at it. They said, you see anything governmental loan, anything SBA, automatic denial. We wrote, we wrote letters to them. And this is me. Six escrows closed in one month. We wrote letters to them, explained to them, look, it's not on his, it's, it's, a, it's not a personal, it's a business one. They Doesn't matter. Give, they didn't give a shit. Wow. Look, we had the same conversation in 2007 when I was in the industry. Nobody in the industry. It was different it, in 2007. It, it, was no, it was different because it was a mortgage crisis. This is a global financial co- crisis that's going to collapse. Bro. You've had a, whether you like to call it a pandemic or not, it was played off as a pandemic. And only time will and, tell. And you have all these moratoriums that were put in place to pro- prolong everything. You have all these funds that were created just to prolong everything. And, and I want to see what those the, zero, zero down financing, those interest-only financings are. And, and shit has to hit the fan. It can't stay like this. I understand this. shit will hit the fan. It's not going to hit the but fan not, like 2007. But it's not, it's, stop saying 2007. That doesn't mean just because it's it was not a like 2007. 30, it was a 30% decrease in pricing. What was? In 2007. No, some areas were 80% decreased. Yeah, the rural areas. Yes. Okay. So now you're saying areas like Lancaster and... They're, they've Pongo, gone to shit. Prices came in... Coming 100%. Out. You know, do you know why? I mean, no one, everybody knows what, what was going on in Lancaster and Palmdale. Everybody and their mother was growing marijuana there. But then there's yes. more than that, bro. It's and and what was it? It was a supply and demand thing. Gago would come to look at the house. All of a sudden... Davo was there with his Rolls Royce. Well, Gago wants the house more than Davo, so Gago would bump up the price. Well, it was wait, artificial. Wait, wait. You said one was driving Rolls Royce. What was the other one driving? Exotic G wagon. Oh, follow even Armenian cars. Follow even exotic car prices and the and the inventory. See what's happening because with that. interest rates have gone up. It's not just about interest rates. It's because people are realizing they can no longer afford all because this interest rates bullshit. have gone up. Not just it's people that. Currently own it at 5% or 4%, not the current 7%. When interest rates, as far as on the housing part, when interest rates were at 2.8, 3.1, 3.2, it was more affordable. It so jumped. why are they selling it now? Why are they selling that? People are in panic mode. There's people that are in panic mode. They're saying, okay, That's you know what? That's why they're selling it. A they're lot of them mode. are. A lot of them are basically, look, I've gone to listing appointments where they've said, I think we're at the end of it. Let me just sell it right now. But when you still look before at it, it collapses. yeah, before it collapses. But when you look at it, there's, sti- there's still a shortage of housing. Instead of yeah, instead of if having instead of, of having housing, 15, 20 offers on a property now, we're having five, six. Okay. If there's <laughs> but when sh- it's five or six, five or six offers, right? You know what happens? One person gets it. There's five people still looking for a house. So if there's such a shortage, why are so many developers halting on development? Who's halting on development? Toll Brothers is sold out. Again, you're just talking about what area you know. Just Porter Ranch and Glendale is what you know. It's not about Porter Ranch the, and Glendale. It's like the whole go to Shea. Okay, okay, okay. Go to, go to Shea, Go to KB <laughs> Homes. Go to Shea Homes in Long Beach. Sold out. You they no sold homes. out. You think Vegas is building the, like they used to today? Again, I'm not a I'm, Vegas market is not my niche. That's not my market. But I could I could promise you this. I can I can talk to somebody in Vegas and see what what's happening with the market there. But New development is selling out. Toll Brothers has another phase going on in the $2 million range. Why aren't it's, they stopping? Uh, just re- because Armenians, just, the people it's not Armenians, money. bro. You guys need to listen. A little bit you guys need to stop saying, zone. oh, Armenians are buying this. Armenian. No, you have no you idea. You said that. What? You we said, never that. said that. 
Who said, who said, who said that? Lancaster happened because no. of our oh, Kristen, oh, yeah. Kristen says, I love you, Dad. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, I don't know. Look. Only time can tell. Ta- my ta- opinion and my experience is... It's not... You, you don't have... You, no, don't say your experience because you weren't around during 07. Neither were you in the 90s. You, you're going off of what your brokers and everybody... I mean, today, John Hart wrote an article about... Who? John Hart. Who? Uh, the uh, real estate. Uh, real, John Hart, who basically just works in Glendale. Whatever. No, no, hold on. His article had absolutely any, no statistics whatsoever. It was kind of like just it's writing. An opinion piece. It's just writing it's about. What did he say? What, the reason wait, why wait, I said wait, who? Wait, wait. Let, let's find but out. That's what, what everybody what is. You look at Ramsey. All Ramsey's comparing is saying in 2007, there was 3.7 million homes of inventory. Now we have 1.1 million. Look, and, what happened to the garbage home next door to yours? Went up in price. Why did it sell? That, that. Who bought it? Do you know why? You who know, bought it? Do you know why they bought who it? Who bought it? Do you know why they but bought who it? Who bought it? I don't want to go worse. No. Let me explain <laughs> to you. No let way. me explain to you why <laughs> they <laughs> bought it. Answer my question <laughs> first. <laughs> who bought it? What do you mean who? What type of person bought it? A person, person who has cash. Who's going to develop it, right? No, you know, no. You know what they're going to do? Are with they going to keep it? No. Let me tell you. If you let me finish, I'll tell you because what they're going to do. Wait, wait, wait. Let me. Let me explain to you what they're going to do. And you tell me, Mike. You run a multi-billion business. Multi-billion dollar business. Okay, you tell me if this financially makes sense. Okay, old rundown property has to be completely demolished. redone, demolished, demolished. Uh, never really listed it. I never saw a for sale sign. It was apparently listed for one point six, sold for one point nine five. Say two million, three hundred thousand. Okay, two million, three hundred thousand more than the listing price. Three fifty more. Three fifty. Yeah. So imagine now you, you spend two million with you know closing costs and all that, right? Yeah. Minimum, minimum it's gonna take until you finish that property is three years. Yeah. And permits and, and if you divide it by half, let's say you built two homes on it, it's gonna easily cost you another a, million. About no 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 half you, a million you, each. No, each half oh, a million more. each. You're talking more. He's gonna he's gonna easily spend two and a half, three million on that he's property. On top of it. Yes. That's you're talking so you're, four and a half. So you're million. in it. Five million plus the three years of expenses, property tax, you know. Let's say five million. Five million. In, let's round it to okay. five million. So in three years, even if you sold it for, what can you sell that for? Let's say he builds 3,000 square feet homes. Two of them? Yeah. You're looking Two and a half each. Two and a half, three million each. Okay. So he's breaking even? What yeah, is he he's, doing? He's not making any is that Is that a good strategy? To put, Terrible But strategy. hold on. You're talking strategy as, as far as... You're saying what he's gonna do. How do you know he's not gonna live in one and sell the other? Or how do you know he's we not gonna build? That. How do you know he's not gonna build again? You're, you're how do I know? What? And the expense. You don't know. You don't know what his plans are at all. I know he wants to build two. Okay, he wants to build two. How do you know he wants to live there for the rest of his life? He has one for his kids, one for him, or okay. one for his parents, one for okay, him. Okay, that's fine. Let's say he does that. Okay. And what's if you're gonna live there forever? Who gives a shit? If it's your forever home, if you're gonna so, live there for the next ten to twenty what's a, years, what's a forever who, home? If you if you're gonna live there for the next thirty to forty years, who cares? I'll who cares you, what your payment? I'll, I'll is? tell you, it's not about the payment. I'll tell you the only way this strategy makes sense, and of course you're gonna disagree with me because you're a real estate. It's fine, but Mike, what do you think? He's not real estate. He's, he's an agent. <laughs> he's a real estate but, guy. But do you think? If somebody had made, say, three, four million dollars cash over the last few years and needed to clean it up, do you think this is a good strategy at that point? No. No? Well, it depends how he created that cash. 
That's what I'm if, saying. Uh, if it created uh, right some some other way, isn't, isn't it may be a good way to flush that cash? Exactly. But that's if it's the, a legitimate income money, you it's you're the only strategy that makes that's sense. That's the only thing makes sense. Again, I don't know what this guy's life is, who he is, Neither what he do is. I, but yeah, we're we talking hypothetical. I'm t- I'm you just talk, sharing the numbers. You can talk a lot of hypothetical no, no, no. things, but, bro. But that's the thing. You see what what this climate has created is a lot of people have made a lot of money money they don't know what to do with and you know and that happens all the time no. there's a lot of people that live outside no, of their you, means no you're right there was another 40 trillion printed in 2005 no, again, right? I get, and nine, then we had listen, a pandemic in 2008 nine, right listen listen i this get this is all very normal look, i i understand where you're going with this and i understand your concerns and i understand what you're bringing up as far as like statistically as far as like what's going to happen and all the money that's printed and the inflation and all that. But at the end of the day, what you also have to look at, you have to factor in supply, supply and demand. demand. You have that's to. It. That's it. That's, you have that's to. the problem. That is what we have. You we can't have not factor that in, man. Oversized demand and not enough supply. But the that's dem- causing this. Of course, but the demand is going to be affected once all these people run out of money. That's true. The but demand as is long not as they have money there. See, the money the government printed and gave it away in the past two years, that's what's floating around in the economy at this stage. That hasn't been flushed out yet. Once that money is flushed out, you know, you're going to have less demand because people are going to be out of the market, and that's where it's going to be some kind of balance between yeah. demand and supply. This is what I'm saying as of right now what's going on that's what's going on what it's going to happen in the next five to ten years i have no idea what the beauty of it is we can watch this this episode recorded two years from now absolutely just like you didn't think we're gonna have all the lgbtq issues no absolutely you're right you're right what did you say whoa 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 i think we gotta end (laughs) (laughs) we're done for today ladies and gentlemen (laughs) it took 194 episodes for him to say those two words I, I personally did not think that the whole trans crap was going to basically blow up the way it's blown up right now. I personally, I thought it was a fad. It I don't was know, but go you away. just put a smile on my face. Yeah, so. yeah I don't Again, I guess I, I mean, I've been I, can, to I, I want to, when was Omar on the show? I got to go back and listen to that one. I wanted to, A year and a half ago. Probably. I got to go listen to that one again. Yeah. Get, and and there's, if you go on his Facebook page, I, I, look, neither one of us have a crystal ball. Honestly. Nobody has a crystal ball. But. Except for there, there's a lot of different <laughs> factors here. You can't just look at, you know, this brothers or this company. What do you think I was Overall, saying? Overall, you have to look at, there's so many things that are just, all the legs are collapsing. And that one leg demand is not going to hold up the market. There's too many things collapsing. And it's being artificially held. And there's only so much you can hold it back. You have to eventually let go, let it collapse, so that it could revitalize again. That's how the Only economy is. I mean, it just up and down. I mean, it cannot be just growth, 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 which yeah. we had for the last fourteen years. But do you know, besides two thousand and eight, when was the last time that there was a dip in the housing market in modern day America? Meaning after nineteen thirty nine. It's it had al- never it's, happened. It's always it, been it, like it this. It had exactly no. It was it, it was like this. Yeah, slowly, slowly going up. Like this upward trend, and then in two thousand eight, it was a dip. Drop. Okay, so, and what's been in modern day America? What's been the annual return on real estate? It's always been an uptrend. What, what percent? I, I don't know. What, I don't. I don't want to throw out a do. number percentage wise. Again, your mentor says it all the time: four to five percent historically, right? 
why do you not share the statistics that don't favor your argument? Share everything. Because I, I know Rams very well too. Be, hold on. Because, <laughs> because in the past two years, it wasn't 45%. No. It was much more yes, than that. Yes, it was 29%. Yes, it was a ridiculous number. I'm enjoying it. I don't know how we got into real estate. That's something that I don't know much about it. Same here. So I think this guy prepared to say this. Because I got into it. I you prepared for this I jumped into I I got into real estate. I got into real estate in 2009. Okay. So it yeah. was it was during when, that uh, recession. It was uh, a, I, when I got into it. It was like, what the hell am I doing here? Why yeah. am Why? I? Everything's collapsing. Time. Huh? It's a it good time to get no. in. It was it, it was, was right at the as as a, as a very young, as a very young kid. Yeah. I was lost. I was like, what the hell's going on? Everybody was making, like, six seven figures last year. Now the office is empty. Everybody's complaining. Everybody's saying, oh, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. But then in 2010, I probably had an amazing year. It was it was it was stupendous. Yeah. And then 11 was great. 12 was great. It was just it was an it was an uptrend. I think there was some in 90, 96. Yeah. Some uh, because in the that's late, what late, late 90s when the interest rate interest was. Uh, 22. 12. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think Credit that's cards. the year it's I bought my house rate. in '97. Yeah, yeah, my, it was just coming up, and I picked it up. Uh, actually, below the mortgage that the property had at the time. Yeah, it was. There was a lot of foreclosures. Foreclosure. At the time. Yeah, it was but, foreclosure. But they were that's flying right. off the shelves. Yeah, they were. I remember. I was able to pick up at that time at a lower than what the uh, mortgage was on yeah. the property. It was. It was funny. In '96 is when my parents bought the house, and I remember going house hunting with my mom and dad, and. It was at the time there was no MLS computer. It was like a like a, a like book a book at this. Yeah. Old and my book. dad had the book, and he would like go through check 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 check, and we would go to house 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 house. And but and and it was funny at the time. I remember by the time they wanted to write an offer, it was gone. It was the time gone, I wanted yeah. to write an offer, it was gone. Yeah. So he was like, he would always. I mean, that happens to me all the time. Whenever I'm trying to buy something, there's always another offer. And then what yeah. happens to you? You're still in the market. I'm still in the market. And then you get out but again. And then I don't know why it happens to me. I mean, I so, don't know. Does so it you're in the to market to buy something? Uh, yeah. Whenever I'm going to try to buy, <laughs> they show up miraculously, two, three other offers, you know? There you go. You're just trying to jack the price, I think, on me. That's no, all. No, we're not having an argument. It's a discussion. discussion. And it's the discussions that help you think outside of what, you know, what's presented to Who's you. Who's saying this? No, bad moms. No, no, we love each other. No, she knows it's not a no. you know, malicious argument. Yeah, it oh. is. When uh, we go outside, it gets malicious. <laughs> These two are bullshitting you guys. Yeah, I'm going to run yeah. him over on my car. <laughs> she, Shah says, unfortunately, Ramsey was wrong about saying you're better off living without credit. I don't know if he's ever said that. but Yeah, he has said he, that. Has he? Ramsey said you're better off living without credit, as in like a credit score, not having credit at all. That's stupid. I mean, you, would you pick credit or cash? Credit. Credit. Would no, you, you pick you credit have, or cash? You, you can't have enough cash to, to be to make money off of it. That's just credit, credit, you, credit. You, look at look at look at the uh, what's his name? Elon Musk when he bid for Twitter. He went and bore tried to borrow money. From who? Was it Morgan Stanley, I think? Yeah, or, I think right? so. one of those guys, right? You but always need some credit. You always have to. Borrow. My preference has always been cash because I can get it cheaper. Yeah, see, that's, that's what I was trying to but get. I, I, I always try to. How get is it cheaper? Well, you can discount it or get a little bit better price. Yeah, I, don't, I think those but days I think are you gone, need gone, credit. Yeah. I agree. It's the same. No, I'll they both have weight. Though. I'll tell you why it doesn't work. Because this used to work when you used to go to 
dealerships were, I mean, that was the epitome of negotiations, oh, yeah. right? You would go to the dealership, bro, I'm going to pay you cash. 40,000, I'll pay 25. And he's like, okay, take it. But they don't do that anymore no. because yeah. they now get dealers, they want a premium over the list price. Well, well, That's for, another. Well, forget <laughs> so about. So worse than the housing. I don't know. It forget is. about the whole market to them. In general, Crazy. they'd rather finance you. Why? Of course, because, because they, they get, get a rebate from the bank. So and they don't care about your no the interest they well, don't the interest. The bank, oh, makes no, bank, makes bank makes it unless but, they're privately financed. Yeah, but they get house. a rebate. Why would he sell it to you cash? And then what is he going to do with the cash? Also, spending wise, remember you, when when you spend with a debit card and you spend with a credit card, if there's if there's anything that you need to argue with the card company or with the bank, you using your credit card, you'll get your money back faster than you will with the debit card. That's true. That's true. I mean, there's any wrong in the yeah. transaction or something you can. Uh, I never you use can. Cash. Uh, yeah, credit card is boom. They'll give it back I, to you right away. Yeah. I, I mean, unless I'm gonna get benefit from it, I won't use cash. Yeah, that was credit card. But if I'm gonna get it cheaper, I use the cash. If like, you're if I you're a business owner, you can. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a business owner, you're gonna you're, you're able to write it off. I like the way he thinks. Look, the other yeah. day, I was. If buying, there's no benefit, why use it? Why use your cash? Yeah, exactly. But if you can get even a ten percent. Discount. discount. I haven't Why seen. Why not? Go for I it. I haven't seen anything out of discount, at, unless maybe I mean, you're buying a hospital. Unusual. I don't know. <laughs> no, it doesn't I matter. I bought a hospital lately. I don't know. But uh, the other day, for example, you've I was, never bought you a can, hospital you get, for cash, bro. It's cannot buy a hospital in cash. You have to pay. Uh, you have to write a check. Like you have to write a check. The other day, wire. Forget the check. Wire. <laughs> wire. The other day, I was buying lunch. Okay, it was like twelve or thirteen something. I was like. Eating cheap and, lunch, and I <laughs> and I always pay credit card, but this time I was like, okay, let me give him a twenty. So you want to feel the so cash? he doesn't generate credit card fees, whatever three four percent he has to pay. And so I give him a twenty dollar. He kind of looks at me like, screw you. What do I do? What is this? this? And then he gives me back six dollars and like sixty seven cents or something. And now I'm like, okay, what the hell do I do with all these coins now? So my you don't, you don't have a cup holder in your car? I always look for the tip jar <laughs> for the coins. But but see, I was embarrassed to do that. Like I'm like, okay, like I'm not gonna tip him sixty seven cents. No, you put but it. It's like a couple, the, but it's yeah, but those sixty sevens add up, brother. So it's it's not bad. my my point is I don't like to even spend cash. It's just you don't know what to do with the change or if they give me singles. Well, what am I gonna do? I I don't go to so strip clubs. Oh, listen to this. Listen to this story. So I went to Chipotle. Okay, I picked up a salad and I picked up a bowl. And he goes, $27 and 30 something cents. So I take a 20 and a 10 mm -hmm. and I hand it to him. He goes, I don't have change. Yeah. And I, and I look at him and I go, why don't you have change? He goes, well, I don't have enough cash in the drawer. <laughs> I go, bro, it's 27, it's $28. Hypothetically yeah. speaking, I'm giving you 30. You tell me you don't have $2 in there. He goes, no. I'm like, what if I came with like a hundred dollar bill? You what were you going to do? And he goes, I wouldn't be able to give you change. I'm like, so would you be able to give me my food then? He goes, no, you would have to pay with the card. I'm like, I don't have a card. Let's say, what would you do? He goes, then I can't give you your food. So I'm like, you're willing to throw away the food and not give it to me for, I think I was, uh, who was he? I mean, there was somewhere. This guy will argue. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, uh, talking about <laughs> cash, uh, there was these, um, I think they were from China or someplace. I can't remember. And uh, they were trying to pay in cash, 
and they wouldn't take the cash. They said they want credit card. So this guy said to me, a total stranger, I have no idea who they were, says to me, because I was waiting in line also to pay, says to me, can I give you the cash that you can use your credit card to pay for what I'm going to pay? Is, yeah. yeah. And so I'm thinking, they won't take your cash? I mean, that's what strange. Yeah. What's wrong with them? I said, okay, give me the cash. I took the cash. I mean, it was $27 or something. And I paid it with my credit card. So I was shocked that they didn't take the, yeah. the cash. I should, I, and I, when I go to Starbucks every morning, I pay cash. Do you? Yeah. You pay cash? I pay cash. Because wow. I have cash, uh, you know, a few dollars with me. So I pay it with cash. I, I can't. When it's a few dollars, we can afford it. Yeah, with a few dollars, I pay it cash. That's <laughs> it. No, there's certain things where it's, yeah. I can't go to a hospital and say, here, uh, $100 million in cash. <laughs> it doesn't work too <laughs> well. Doesn't that way. Here's the briefcase. Take uh, it. <laughs> it's counted. Don't worry. You guys know we used to have $1,000 bills? Yo, I never seen $1,000 bills. We used to have. Oh, we're going to see them soon with Biden's administration. <laughs> That's why I brought it up today, it's gonna guys. Be That's happy why I brought it up. It's going to be happy bills. Yeah, we're going to see Biden on the $1,000 bill. You know the reason bill. we don't have $1,000 bills? Why? Because it makes drug dealing very easy. Imagine if you have $1,000 bills, well, 50 grand you just put in your pocket. But have you tried carrying 50 grand in hundreds? Here's, here's, our, here's our new money that's going to be printed soon. We have a 500, 1,000, and 5,000. Ed, wow. you will own nothing and you will be very happy. That's their motto now. Damn. Nar still can't figure out what the discussion was about. Cool. As far as the Nar, the discussion Nar, was. Nar said cash is king. Arno cash is king. Arno doesn't think the real estate I market will that. be affected much. It will just adjust a little bit. I think it's going to collapse. I didn't say collapse. And I what? said the whole financial industry is collapsing. So what's going to happen with the real estate? The real industry? estate will be more than an adjustment. So more than 30%. <laughs> I mean, Look, there may be thirty percent huh? is not a third is not a big again, deal. Again, exactly. I'm, I'm not as money has no value. It's not a big deal, huh? Thirty percent. I'm asking so more than thirty percent. So, so if if I could buy a two million dollar house, what's less thirty percent? One point four. I'm saying I'm saying it's going to be more of a adjustment. If they're like 10, five, 10, 10 to fifteen. Ten, fifteen. Yeah. 10 I, to think, 15. I think I uh, think uh, it's going to be some reduction in price, but it's not going to be. In, in, in certain pockets I and yes. in areas, uh, as you said, Lancaster or Palmdale, whatever the those areas, and who wants to live there? I mean, you know, whether it goes up or down, doesn't matter. Demand. But yeah, where people want to live in LA, those prices is going to be pretty so stable. Le, okay, let me, let me, I'll give you an example. For example, 2009, okay, 2009 or 10, if I told you in La Cunada, There was homes that I knew of that four four or five million dollar homes that could have been picked up for half price. Would you would you believe me? These are homes I've physically been into mm-hmm. and they've been offered to me. Well, La I picked it up a couple, couple of these homes. Actually La, La now Glendale square footage pricing is higher than La Cunada. Did you know that? I don't know. And Glendale is un- Wait, La Cunada is part of Glendale, isn't it? No, no it's not. La Cunada is Soccer Center is part yeah. of Glendale. Yeah. Look, Glendale. here's the thing. You're saying if I told you this, if I told if you can't you can't no, base no, it on no, my quite my when you say there are certain areas that will nobody thinks La Cunada will be affected. People are paying five, six million dollars right now to, to buy homes like it's nothing in La Cunada, yeah. right? But pretty affluent area. But again, I'm seeing more and more homes come on the market in La Cunada. 
Why is that? Are people just selling and cashing out to move to Boise, Idaho? Idaho? <laughs> Sun Valley, Idaho. Sun Valley. Again, every every you sale, know? every no, they're sale. They're moving to uh, Armenia. Yeah. Every sale has a. Every every sale selling their house for four million, going to Armenia. They That's like not a, a bad idea, no. Mike. But yeah, every every sale has a. Any story. plans on that, Mike? No. No. You do visit a lot. Uh, not a lot. Actually, we never talk about Armenia. You know. Yes, that's I what, what I want to shift. I want to shift this. I want to shift this money towards Armenia talk. Let's do yeah. this. Yeah. Let's do it. You guys can argue outside. Yeah, my uh, favorite <laughs> topic, Armenia. But I don't way, know. Nar is trying to recruit us into the insurance industry. Well, uh, oh, sure. <laughs> I'm willing to try. Uh, Nar, you know, when Patrick first started his agency, he was uh, he was personally trying to recruit me. Um, this was a long time ago when he started his agency, but I was over the insurance agency at the time. So, or I was over the insurance industry at the time. So I could join Patrick's pyramid scheme. We call it what you want. It's successful. I mean, insurance is a good business. I mean, uh, I'm always fascinated by insurance because we've invited Patrick to come on and, you know, but don't talk, don't call the pyramid scheme. You could call real estate a pyramid scheme. Yeah, you can. Okay. Your broker is. Does your broker make override off of you? Yes. Does my broker what? Make override off of you? Not really. I pay him rent. You, well, you what? call it rent. No, it is rent. That's what it is. You just okay, change the name on let's, it. Let's mean say anything. your broker is unique. He calls it rent. He calls it rent? What do you mean? Your team members. Do you have realtors that are part of your team? Yes. Do they make the same commission you do? Yes, they do. So you don't make any overrides? You just waste your time training no, them? And I train them. them? I take a portion of their cut. I, I take a portion of their sale. Why? That's a pyramid scheme. It's not a pyramid scheme because what? it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen through. It's <laughs> hold on. What? Hold on. Hold on. If they want to basically, it's basically two to four transactions. That's it. After two to four transactions, they're on their own. Okay. Well, you guys have a different setup, but you know better than I do. Real estate, the way it works, is your broker has is at a hundred percent commission. No, he's got managers who are at ninety. He's got he's got he's, he's got he's got to pay Coldwell Banker as well. Okay, then he's at ninety-five. Whatever he's at, yeah. I don't know. So it's a, it's a it's a pyramid scheme. I don't it's know. It's a ladder. If you don't, so if, how's that if you don't want to recognize <laughs> so it, the actual agent doesn't make all that commission, that twenty-five percent, whatever. That of course not. Is. I mean, you have you have overhead as well. That's what a lot of people don't understand. Pyramid scheme? Are you kidding? Me? A lot. That's that's what a lot of people don't understand. Is they think that basically. Uh, that two and a half or five percent commission, goes the, it's, it goes all to you. No, you have a you have a certain split with you. You have overhead. Let's call it that. It, at the end of the day, you're so running you a business. You have to pay the overhead. Which you have transaction sense. coordinators. You have marketing team. You have all this overhead that you actually have to pay for as well. I mean, it's it's it's, it's if you don't run it, if you don't run the, if you don't run it as a business and you run it as a, as an as a single entity, you'll be in and out of real estate within six months. Sure. That's just. Statistically, that's what it is. May I describe the pyramid scheme real quick? Go ahead and describe just the pyramid for, scheme. So, so Patrick was at the top and then... The way pyramid scheme is, if you if I ask you to join my network and you pay, let's say, $5,000 uh, application fee, whatever you want to call it, and I make a commission off of that $5,000 or whatever that amount is, that's a pyramid scheme. Yeah, and then, and then you go recruit and then the other person right. recruits and then the other person and, recruits. And if and everybody's... But that's not how these companies work. That's not how Patrick's company works. No. How did it work? No. When you go to Patrick's company, not not. I'm not talking about the pun company now. I'm talking about one? the one back in the day when they were recruiting you, the insurance company. It was PHP. It was his current one. 
Same thing with Primerica, same thing with WFG, same thing with Amway. These are not pyramid schemes. Just because most people fail to make money doesn't mean, just like in real estate, most people fail to make money, right? Most people never sell a home. The only reason why the state encourages you to sustain your license is so you can pay their annual fees or People don't sell homes because people don't want to work. They don't understand how real estate works. They don't want to go so do what the do leg think, work. What do you think insurance is? You think insurance? Same thing. You get a license. No, uh, no and, I'm saying, I'm saying okay. that's how it is. There's a lot of people that don't want to do the work. They don't right. want to go cold call. They don't want to door knock. They don't want to talk to people. So does it? They but, do their TikToks. But what I said was, if 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 you come into my organization and you pay a fee, and then the guy who brought you in gets a cut out of that fee, that's a pyramid scheme. What? What uh, uh, what's his name did um, uh, Murdoch? That was a pyramid scheme. Rupert Murdoch. Rupert, oh, right. Rupert Murdoch. Rupert Murdoch. Why? Because that was just a whole financial pyramid scheme. That's different. But for example, Primerica. When I went to Primerica twenty years ago, at the time to get your life insurance license was three hundred dollars if you got, went directly to the state. Primerica would do it for one ninety nine. So you actually saved money going through Primerica because it was one ninety nine, and that just covered your state license. That's Let's it. talk about Armenia. <laughs> so <laughs> I just, love it. Yeah, clarified pyramid scheme, guys. Talk about Armenia. There so, you go. Yeah, don't trust the realtors on all this pyramid talk. Is Armenia I a know, pyramid scheme? I know, I know you're going to Armenia in a couple of weeks or yeah. three weeks. Yeah. Uh, what do you think is going on in Armenia? I, that's why I'm going. I'll, I'll figure to find it. out, <laughs> to find out. <laughs> from the news. Well, it, there's so much propaganda. I don't know. I mean, you see, yesterday Vartivor, there's like hundreds of thousands of people just as if nothing's going on in Armenia. Oh, yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know. What's it's going a, on. just a complete paradox to me. I mean, the people in Yerevan and around the Yerevan, it just it's like life goes on. Nothing is going on. Uh, serious issues uh, but I think it's kind of shelter because a lot of people uh, from Russia moved to Armenia Yeah, they brought some uh, dollars with them and that's helping because uh, well, I mean talk about currency right yeah I mean the currency is is, is uh, uh, compared to US dollars I mean now it's uh, US dollars less yeah. yes. much less and the same thing with uh, Russian currency is happening. It's really strange. I mean, initially, when the first war in Ukraine happened, it collapsed. It collapsed. Yeah. But now it's recovered. It's 20, 30% more than uh, what it was before. Andre is right. What we've been seeing on TikTok a lot is a lot of Turks just roaming around. Not a lot. Here. It's like that one guy that did that. There was a girl today as well during uh, Vartavar. Well, when I say a lot, I don't mean 18 million people. I just mean, you know, one person if you're a, lot, not a lot more than what it was before <laughs> now you said that but if you're not careful in five years okay. you'll have 18 million well, yeah there. that's the thing i mean Probably. we'd be flooded with people i mean even hundred thousand russians it's a lot i mean it's make the prices going up and and uh, housing is a scare because it's a small country yeah hundred thousand makes a big difference mm. country that size well yeah russia kind of flip the coin on um, countries buying gas and oil from them and said, well, if you have to pay US, in rubles, if, yeah, if the U S is going to seize our assets and all the oligarchs, then you're going to have to buy in ruble currency, not dollars, not dollars. And that, that was 
a very smart thing of him to increase the value of his mm-hmm. his money, right? Right. So it well, make the ruble a lot stronger, number one. Plus, uh, you know, it brings uh, dollars to, I mean, rubles to, to Russia. You were in Armenia when, 19, 2019? Uh, no, 2020. 2020. Just During, before the pandemic. Right. Before. I mean, I went there in 19, and I went back again in uh, 2020 in January. And the pandemic started in February. <laughs> <laughs> so, Michael, you're to blame for all of this. Uh, yeah, I, I went to... Mike, stop going everywhere. You go and this happens. Uh, so, I'm not going to go. I'm, I haven't you, traveled since then. <laughs> you, you've, you've met Pashinyan, no? Yes, I did. And Twice. Anna. So, yeah, she was my guest in my house as well. I mean, when she came here. And I, I met both of them in Armenia. And when she visited L.A., I mean, we hosted her, so... What was your impression of them? Like, well, my impression was uh, at least the area I know, which is healthcare and and medicine. Pashinyan had no clue. I mean, basically, had no idea. And what I was trying to explain to him that uh, Armenia has good chance as a because Armenia has good advanced uh, education in in medical field, and Armenian doctors and and Healthcare professionals are, are 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 good. Some of the best. So well, they're good. Let's let's say it. I mean, good training, good education. We don't have all the advances in in equipment and others, uh, you know, infrastructure and so forth. But the, the people, education, smart uh, physicians. So Armenia can really be very successful in implementing uh, medical tourism. And that's what I explained to uh, Pashinyan. I told him that. It'd be uh, uh, great for the Armenian economy to bring foreign currency to the country from other uh, countries. And I was giving him an example uh, what Siemens, uh, the German company, did in Turkey by putting uh, the biggest hospital in Ankara, 1,000-bed hospital, entirely dedicated to medical tourism. So I said we can do something similar when you say medical tourism, that means people from other countries other coming countries for treatments. for treatment in Armenia. Yeah. I mean, I told them Russia and uh, some of the uh, these countries, uh, uh, you know, within the ex-Soviet uh, countries, don't have good medicine, uh, medicine, and they can come to Armenia for treatment. Uh, that will bring uh, a lot of uh, foreign currency to Armenia. Hundred percent, and and it'd be very good for Armenia. It will make our, um, you know, uh, hospitals and uh, the physicians uh, quite busy and, and very lucrative. Brings a lot of foreign currency to Armenia. I mean, that will be our, if uh, Azeris have oil, maybe we can use our brains and, and our technology, and yeah. that will be our oil. That's how we explained to him, and he loved it. He, he, he liked the idea. Uh, as I explained to him, and I give him some key statistics, because of my research I did there uh, in the medical um, side. But right after that, I think we were talking, see if we can do that, the war started. Uh, and that um, kind of put everything back. Uh, we could not um, go further the next step on a on war and division and disagreements and so forth. I was really in the initial stages, I was happy to see a new face. Uh, it doesn't matter whoever is the, the leadership in Armenia. I was thinking about the country, what needs to be done 
to help uh, our uh, people there and help Armenia strengthen its economy and and, and bring uh, you know some prestige to Armenia in the medical field. That's what I was thinking, not just just minor stuff, you know, going for a dental work and this and that. That was not my intent. My intent was create a good solid uh, medical industry. Did you and, meet with the Ministry of Health as well? Yeah, 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 many times, several times. And who, actually, who's what, the Minister of Health right now in Armenia? Uh, there's some woman there that's. Uh, Does she have any medical history? No, she's a lawyer she's by a training. Yeah. She was Christ. working there at the time. I so, met her. Uh, the Minister Arsen at the time that when I was there, he was a physician, shit. at least as a, some medical training, so I understand. So I explained in detail to him as well as uh, Pashinyan, and, and obviously uh, they both uh, agreed and were in favor of uh, trying to um, uh, implement something like this. And also the other thing that I was very um, much in, um, in favor is to implement some basic uh, guidelines for the healthcare industry in Armenia because there's no standard. There's no... Uh, medical standards in Armenia, unfortunately. I mean, we kid about Ashpad and others. Armenia has no the Ashpad. other side of the hills. Uh, has you, you, whatever no the hell you want. No regulations you can, at all. Yeah, no regulation whatsoever, which is, uh, you know, pretty much everything goes. You can build a hospital, and we, when you get a medical license as a doctor or a nurse, that's it. There's no continued medical education. There's no um, joint commission. There's nothing. Basically, you know, you open a shop and that's it. You're in business and 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 uh, no continued medical education. Nothing. I mean, there is some like, basic stuff, but nothing like we have here. It's like getting a cigarette license. Like, <laughs> yeah, just Mike, like uh, so, Mike, I told him meet, that we need to do that. Did you meet any of the previous uh, leaders of our country before Pashinyan? Did you have these discussions? Did you meet or? with Serge or Robert or Levon? And I, I don't know one of those three. No, I, I the only person I met uh, was the. Um, but Serge's uh, son-in-law. I did not meet him. I was supposed to meet him, but I couldn't meet him. I met his son-in-law, who's uh, who's not a medical person. I mean, it doesn't know, not, has no medical training or background. Uh, the ministers I met, both ministers, and I met fair amount of physicians and hospital uh, executives uh, that runs various hospitals in around Yerevan. So I did meet a few of them. And as I said, I mean, uh, it's a, Armenian people and we as Armenians are pretty smart. Uh, we just don't know how um, to get to that level. That's the, the, we don't just have that training, yeah. education in us. But we already named the problem. What is the problem? When your minister has nothing to do with her or his job. Her. She's you, a lady. Okay. Well, right, okay. Does, Even if it's now, here's the does thing. Does the county health department here have a healthcare background? Is she a medical doctor? I don't know what she is. I don't know what yeah. she is. I really She's don't. a doctor. But then that's not no, only... maybe a PhD. She's <laughs> a zombie. My, my issue is, is not that one ministry, all the ministries. That's true. What he did is basically if someone Ed, is in charge of a medicine, they D. put it to... It's everywhere. Who, oh, bro, who, who runs, who runs the World Health Organization? World Health some guy know. what's from, that guy's name from uh, south africa what was his name tinder thunder what's his name i forget tinder's dating what, 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 <laughs> what's his background theodore, theodore or something yes theodore what's what's his background i don't know is he, I have no idea is he a virologist background is being a piece of globalist that's he, all he's he part of a he's a pyramid sex, scheme. Sex <laughs> 
Have you revisited that idea after like the last no, year? No, because so? uh, the COVID started for the past two years. I've been working nonstop. So I never went back and uh, and I never uh, talked to him ever since. I mean, it's been two years. You're talking about the schmuck? Yes. Yeah. Okay, what's his, look, what's his background? I'll check right now. It's, <laughs> Ed is complaining about, well, Armenian doesn't have an MD as a uh, No, it's not about Minister the MD. No, like it's on the way I see it. From the outside, I feel like on purpose, he takes the person that could be doing well in one ministry, taking them out of there and putting someone that has nothing to do with it. Yes. Look, you're minister of defense. You have enemies on all sides. Yet your ministry of defense has no military experience. What, How does, does that make sense? I mean, look. He uh, played monopolies. <laughs> that is I mean, uh, look at Turkey, okay? I mean, always fascinated by Erdogan and, and Turkey. Always. Because you should always look at your enemy. And, your, yes, yes. and, and the defense minister is a general, four-star general yes. on army, and, and he was uh, done war. So he put somebody, who's a, uh, because you were military talking about defense, person. military person. Somebody knows about military. Same thing in health. You should put a doctor exactly. or healthcare executive who knows uh, yes. uh, the healthcare business, you know. Not some lawyer uh, that's... Um, that, I mean, again, nothing against lawyers, so don't no, let if, these lawyers if, call if me. And, if you and have a lawyer, yeah. now here's the thing, Mike. <laughs> if we have good lawyers, let them take a uh, minister of justice, justice or, or something. Yeah, do a justice minister. <laughs> the uh, problem is their, uh, const- their constitution. But the problem in Armenia been, unfortunately, people are loyal to uh, the regime. They've been got the jobs, the yeah. top jobs. I mean, you should put who's more qualified into that job, not just not who's the, a better but your loyalty. But you know? see, the problem is a lot of times the people who are qualified don't want the job because yeah. they can do something for higher pay or less bureaucracy, right? Right. I mean, it's that's just unfortunately... Tomorrow, if you come and say to me, be minister of uh, health, Say I decline it. I mean, I don't want to be a minister. I was just about to ask you that question. Uh, no, I don't want to. I don't want to be. I was going to ask uh, you, so you go ahead answer it. <laughs> the answer is no. And what grounds? You're willing well, to volunteer your time and energy to work at LA and, and City, but you won't do it because for the that's ministry. my city. I don't want to go to Armenia. That's my point. So this guy's background then is in. If you say that, Mike, then we all should have no say in what to do. <laughs> That's if true. We say well, that, they didn't consider me a citizen. I'm not a citizen of Armenia. That's number one. And uh, I can't vote in Armenia as Armenian. So in that case, I have no say. But you have that choice. You uh, could so, have gotten your so the background. For, so this guy's not a do- he's not an MD. He's a he's a, he's, he's a yeah he's a doctor. He got his doctrine, but he's not a MD. But that's so okay. He know. has his bachelor's in biology, and then he yeah. got his master's in uh, immunology of infectious disease yeah, from the University of London. Mm-hmm. But he got his PhD in philosophy. Oh, yes. wonderful! So basically, we have a philosopher. Use, <laughs> use philosophy. Use. Uh, that, that's okay. Use. I mean, as he has some uh, education in, in in medical field, at least is not a lawyer or some engineer or something. <laughs> Uh, it has nothing to do. See, in Armenia, you can be but the fact is, an Mike, oligarch or something. You have a position. Mike, you know, it doesn't issue, even need yeah. to. You could get his, he got his, he got his PhD the from World a community Health Organization just shouldn't exist. Some things would be better off if they didn't exist. And World Health Organization. I mean, that's nonsense organization. It is. Me. It's a useless organization. <laughs> what do they do? I have no idea. 
I mean, uh, tell you when to put it doesn't help me running a hospital. It doesn't run, uh, help me running, uh, doing my job. You know, uh, so I don't know. That was I mean, one look, of the I'm things always where... my philosophy and something I said it many, many times. If we have less regulation, less bureaucracy, we're better we are. That's the reason I just don't like these World Health Organization or uh, this agency, that agency. It just to me, it uh, complicates matter. And I'm not saying we should have anarchy. I mean, that's not what I'm advocating. I miss advocating less bureaucratic things that I can do my job. I can run things that I know how to run and manage things that I can run. Less government control. Less government control on every aspect of my life. I just don't want that. You know, I'm sure you agree. I mean, if I come to you tomorrow and I say, you can't hang this picture in your office because you have to get a permit. You're going to say, what the hell? I mean, you're not letting me just put a picture. I mean, it's my office. I can do anything I want to. But the and, issue is, he won't let you walk in. Uh, okay, but uh, uh, Ashpa will walk in and then dictate things to his office. <laughs> what would you do if Ashpa showed up? Which finger are you showing? Uh, oh, Ashpa usually doesn't show up, but uh, they just uh, send you letters. <laughs> because address. they're too lazy to come and, and show up. I've had other people show up if they're as useless as. They were not as I, <laughs> I mean, that's the problem we would face. I mean, we constantly regulated, we constantly told by people what to do, what not to do. By people who have no idea what that. they're doing. Yeah. If you incompetent. Take, if I you, mean, how could anybody that, that's making a minimum barely minimum wage is gonna tell me uh, that I cannot run run this way or that way? I mean, what did that person know? Not, I spent and, my entire career uh, in uh, living and working in hospitals. Are you going to tell me that uh, you have, uh, he knows better than me running it? I mean, like, that's I remember. Joke. I remember when I was working at AAA years ago as an insurance agent. I forget the CEO's name at the time. He was an older guy. Had no clue. Didn't know anything about insurance. <laughs> and I swear, and the, and, the, and the demands he would put in or the software that he would, it was like literally as if I gave you we were using a DOS system. You know what DOS system is? Like, yeah, I don't oh, think it exists anymore. That, exist that's anymore. what we were using. No. What year was this? With the green flag. 80s. 2000, no, 2002. 2002? I was using a DOS system at AAA. Oh, Jesus. And it's old, old system. And it's like, and they would constantly increase the paperwork, the amount of paperwork to complete an auto insurance or homeowner's insurance policy. Wow. And it's like, dude, have you ever completed one of these applications why are you complicating it so much and that's the that's the issue is a lot of the guys making decision guys or gals have never ever looked at anything they're just from the top looking at it saying well this this software is going to cost 10 percent less let's go with it it's kind of like i i it's funny i just remember another story a couple of years back i had a meeting with the um, a chief medical uh, chief yeah, medical officer at Dignity. And <laughs> this guy says Dignity is a $15 billion nonprofit healthcare system. Maybe more now, I don't know. They merged, so it's much bigger. Yeah, so at the time they were $15 billion. Yet nonprofit. Yeah, nonprofit. I, I had a meeting. Kaiser with... is nonprofit. $91 billion. This is amazing. <laughs> Kaiser. Nobody makes money. Why is my family not nonprofit anymore? So <laughs> I had a meeting with their chief medical officer, and we kind of became friends i still talked to him here and there so this guy says our meeting guy 
He says, uh, we have to come up with the software. And I said, you know, I got a guy that he can do it for 15 grand. It's a very simple software we, we just needed to implement. He's like, we had five different meetings with executives. <laughs> he says the five meetings that we had between the executives' salaries, if you combine the amount of hours it took, we probably spent $60,000 of just meet, <laughs> meeting time to to determine to, if we $15, should... $15,000. To, yeah. to, 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 to see if to, we could save $10. To vote on a $15,000 project. <laughs> That's the problem. Bro. That's you the know what it is? These people don't, they don't listen. That's the problem. Definitely. You know how many times I've gone to appointments where they, they haggle on the commission where they go, well, no, I, I want to pay uh, instead of 5%, I want to do 4%. And I go, well, what if I were to get you 10% more than what you want to sell your house for? No, no, no. I, I, I want to I <laughs> pay this much. No, listen, when step was, back for a yeah. second. If I get you 10 to 15% more than what you wanted, you just made it. No, you it, made more. It's always about what you're going to make. Yeah, it's always getting, about getting to your point. Um, I was, uh, I think it was how many years ago? It was seven years ago. Maybe. I was approached by Citibank. They were trying to sell this husband, Reno, Reno, Nevada. Yeah. This other company spent a year and a half doing due diligence. Imagine how much money they spent doing due diligence. A year and a half. year and a half. Do you believe that over a year, I think it was not exactly, but over a year that they spent and they spent thousands of dollars on consultants, accountants, yeah. and lawyers and everybody else. And at the end, they said, we can't buy it. We can't. We cannot. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, they wasted a year and a half of their time. And they said, this is too much risk. Sounds like Trump's impeachment. Uh, too much money spent. And we cannot buy it. I'll tell you guys this. And much. and the 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 investment banker, this lady called me from Citibank and said to me, "Would you like to look at it? And how much time you need?" I told him I need like three years, a week, <laughs> a week. She said, "What?" I said, "Yes, a week." And and I said, "Okay, I'll hop on the plane." I I went to Reno. I look at the the hospital. I look at. Uh, Books. What they have, their books, whatever, you know, I, I spent like maybe a day. And uh, I went back to our office and I told our people, this is the facts. This is what my uh, observations are, um, my analysis are. And I told the lawyer, I said, draft a letter of intent. And we submitted it in the, I think it was the fourth day or the fifth day. Wow. A week. This is the difference between highly bureaucratic companies like this other company which yeah. was a big uh, it was number two healthcare system in america this company that was going to yeah, buy it, yeah. uh, this uh, uh, from dignity dignity was from selling st mary's husband in, in reno was uh, dignity owned and they was losing a lot of money mm. and they were selling to community health systems and community health is the second largest hospital in the united states spent over a year or maybe close to a year and a half and analyzing it, at the end, they said no. Imagine that. A year and a half, they wasted. So you ended up buying that I for Prime. I ended up buying it uh, for Prime after a week. Uh, after a week. <laughs> One week. That's it. So and I said, this that, is the price. The only <laughs> bit, uh, if you agree to the price, you know, we can wire the money and we'll take it. And we did. The only useful three-letter agency I see in this country is the AAA. That's it. AAA. Take any other three-letter agency, they're useless to the people. DMV. 
Useless <laughs> to the people. CIA, useless. FBI, useless. Any three-letter agency is useless. Against the people. AAA is good. AAA is amazing. Saved my ass in the middle of the desert one time. I love him. John's asked a couple times, so I'm going to ask you this question. He, okay. he says, what do you look for when analyzing a hospital? I think John wants to buy a hospital. Oh, it's a John. Is, <laughs> is this our John? John Clemens or Clems? Oh, no. Uh, there's obviously several factors you look at it, not just one particular factor. You look at, number one, the basic thing, is this thing needed or not? Because some hospitals in the middle of somewhere, they may not be needed. So is there a need for it? So that's the first question I ask, and, and I analyze that need. Is there a need for this hospital? And if the answer is no, obviously I don't buy it. I walk away from it. If the answer is yes, so you go to the second question, what are the fundamentals? You know, how many patients they see in the emergency room, how many visits they have, uh, what type of volume they have. And, and when you analyze those and it meets your uh, matrix, I'm very driven by matrix. I'm very good student of matrix. Um, and I'll make determination, okay, it has all the right matrix. Now I go to the third question, how is it managed? You know, where do they eft it up that I can fix it? Because if they're doing well, why would they sell it? Obviously, right? If you're UCLA or Cedar sinai you're not going to sell because you're doing well, you're making money. You buy hospitals that are, um, you know, not doing well and, and, and struggling and, and there's problems. And my immediate question in my mind is, can I fix this problem that the other guy could not fix it? So, and, and nine, nine out of 10, I have the answer before I buy it because I know what needs to be done. Because you need to know before you spend that 50 million, $100 million because I cannot take a, the wrong calculation and effed it up because now I lost 100 million. And so, you just become one of the other people. Yeah, exactly. And, and I never failed in, in, in 35 None hospitals. None of your acquisitions? You've never, no, no, wow. never failed. In, wow. in, in 100%. Like, you've, seen, you've seen Restaurant Impossible, right? Yeah. It's Hospital Impossible. <laughs> Hospital Impossible. We should put a show together. I, I was like, we should have a, we should have a, a, yeah, we should have a talk I with TLC or I, I walked away. Or, I walked away from many deals. I said, better to walk away. I walked away. But in every acquisition I've done that I recommended uh, that we our company buys, we never failed. Wow. 100%. Nice. Beautiful. That's a crazy. Over a 10 year, that's a good resume. Yeah, 10 goat. year. Uh, 10 year. That's goat status right there. Yeah. You yeah. know what goat means? Goat? Yeah, not like the not, animal. Not the animal. Goat. G-O-D. <laughs> no, no, G-O-A-T. Goat. goat. Say that again. But Greatest that of all time. Greatest like, of all time. You know, they, they like refer, like they refer to Jordan. Michael Jordan, yeah, Michael as, Jordan yeah, as the goat or Tom Brady uh, as the goat. Yeah, so I have a pretty good track record of finding and making sure. And, you know, a lot of investment bankers Ask me that question. Same question that this guy asked. Says, uh, how do you identify them? How do you know? What is your magic touch? Or what is your secret sauce? That's the word they use. Secret sauce. What is the secret sauce? I said, well, we're, we're like Coke. We keep our uh, secret sauce secret. <laughs> the recipe too. <laughs> I told you it wouldn't be a secret anymore. Would yeah, it? yeah. It's a secret sauce. But there's, you. you know, some basic fundamentals that's needed in order to make it secret. Like any other business. If you put a restaurant somewhere in desert, uh, you know, no customer come in, you're not going to succeed. Obviously, you want to put, yeah, have you seen restaurants are next to each other? And they're still successful. Successful. You So because you go maybe Chinese, okay, you go to maybe uh, 
Mexico. Next time you go to the Mexico. Uh, Mexico, Mexico exactly. Go to so I think, uh, so there's some basic fundamentals. You look at it, see if it makes sense from a business uh, perspective and medical perspective, both. I mean, you have to have both knowledge, medical knowledge and business uh, knowledge. Yeah. You can't have one. I mean, a lot of uh, doctors are not the best successful people in, in business. No, they're not. They're uh, too by the, the book. The, That's the problem. Uh, and, and a lot of business people are not medicine people. You know, two different things. So you have to have a combination of the two in order to make it a logical uh, decision. But see, I think that but part of the issue also is you've got a huge hospital system, let's say one hospital that has, say, 800,000 employees. You put in a CEO. I've never seen 800,000 employees. Did you hear what no, you said, buddy? Or <laughs> eight hundred thousand? No, 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 eight hundred to a thousand. Eight thousand. Oh, okay. thousand. Yeah, that's employees. different. Yeah. You said eight hundred thousand employees in that's the hospital. That's what I heard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. eight hundred. Eight hundred to a thousand. Just no, no, eight hundred thousand. That's what. Okay, it's I mean, okay. I, yeah, I know. We got. Should the we point. argue about that? that no, we got the point. Ed just wants to win an argument. Yeah, yeah. No, no, you, no, no, you no. and I apologize. You're no. right. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I could jump in here and say I heard eight hundred to a thousand. But who am I? You know, so, uh, I bought hospitals that are three, four thousand employees. Yeah. You know, so so in that case, let's say, for example, I'm the C- you put me as a CEO, and pay me whatever it is half a mil- half a million dollars a year for me to run the hospital, and I just show up. It's just a job for me. I'm doing it. I get paid every month, and if I'm not in any way vested into that organization, right, and I haven't don't have a good relationship with you, let's say you're the president of overall the whole healthcare system, I, I don't care what happens, right? And then two years later, you fire me, you figure out, okay, we're losing money, let's bring in Ed, let's bring in Arno. That's part of the problem with these big companies is there's nobody that actually really cares. It's just, if it's not you, somebody else will run it. If it's not you, somebody else. But these pri- the, but the private companies are a little bit different. Or some of the big ones, what they do is the public ones, it's all about, okay, let's do acquisitions and mergers, build it up and sell it, right? It's all about yeah. let's pump up, fluff up the numbers and we'll sell it. I mean, look, for example, the other day I was reading Amazon bought a medical group, $3.7 billion. And their CEOs, I know him very well. A friend of mine used to work at UCLA. But, as a matter of fact. But is that Amir? His name is Amir. Is it, wasn't that? Was he at Davida before, Amir? No, he was at UCLA. Uh, he UCLA? was now, he's the chief operating officer at UCLA. He left UCLA, went to Stanford, yeah. became CEO at Stanford. He's a pretty impressive guy, background he has. But didn't they build that company up to sell yeah. it to somebody yeah, like Amazon? 3.9 billion, right? uh, Amazon bought it. I was shocked. You see? Uh, that Amazon it's, paid uh, for, really, it's... I mean, it's chump change for chump, Amazon. Yeah, it's but, nothing, uh, I mean, in cash, almost yeah, 1, 4 yeah. billion in cash. Amazon paid is a small amount, but it's a big number for them. Of course. It's an upstart. That's that's the thing. The, a lot of these things are fluffed up. And then if Amazon chooses, let's say, to replace Amir, for example, then what's going to happen to that organization? Amir is already going to walk away is with he? hundreds of millions of dollars. So he's just, Oh, he had? Yeah. Yeah. Ah. He has a lot of uh, shares in the company. I was reading it. Okay. I was curious to know yeah. how much he was getting <laughs> because he was making a ton of money at Stanford. So we're talking about someone that he competes with. That's how no, I know well, him. He's well, a no, he's a, he's a medical doctor. Though, yeah. he's, no, right? he's not. Oh, he's, he's not? not? He's not. He's not a medical doctor. Oh, because when you said he was running UCLA, I thought maybe he was like no, he was, chief of staff. No, he was not chief of oh, staff. Okay. He was, he was uh, chief operating officer, COO. Uh, COO, okay. And he went from being uh, COO of... Uh, 
UCLA to Stanford to be CEO. He was the CEO at Stanford, a pretty prestigious university, pretty prestigious uh, medical school. Yeah, that that he was in charge. From there, I think he went uh, to this outfit, if I'm not mistaken. There was another Armenian CEO right up north. Uh, was it the sister hospital system or healthcare something sisters? He was he retired? Uh, he got out. Uh, you're talking about charity, the sisters of charity. Sisters of charity. Yeah, yes, so yes, he yes. retired. He got out. The system got uh, bought up. Oh, it got bought yeah, up. Yeah, and and I purchased uh, one of their hospitals here in L.A., St. Francis. So, uh, so the system is St. Vincent is one of them. One of those hospitals. Wow. Yeah. So they have kind of disappeared. They're no longer in, in, in existence. Wow. The system got sold. <laughs> so should I be looking for rundown hospitals when I'm in Armenia? Or? Yeah, let me know. <laughs> start going to Erevuni and Nairi. And, uh, make, sure it's not, make sure it's not in the boonies. Uh, like, let's make sure there's access to Ismeria. the hospital. So, uh, I, I visited all these hospitals. I spent... Yeah. I was supposed to go on a vacation, basically in Armenia, and instead of vacation, it became like a almost like a business a, trip. Business like, trip, like joint commission. Yeah, yeah. There, right? I was going visiting hospitals and checking everything in the hospitals. I mean, the funny thing about Armenia, I mean, there's no rules. That's the thing. Anything works, and I was like, I mean, shocked to see, uh, you know, how things were running there. It's just amazing. I've heard the cosmetic industry in Armenia is booming, though. Yeah, because it's cheaper, you know, compared to what you pay here. Yeah. People go there, okay, they do this cosmetic work, uh, Botox and and even some surgeries, much cheaper than here. Or dental work, yeah. I mean, it's much more cheaper than than U.S. So they, they go and they pay cash. There's obviously no insurance there, and, and they make money. I mean, there's some segment of that, but we're talking about general medicine. Yeah. That's what talking about which is i mean armenia can improve dramatically and and make things higher and and i told that to you at the time to both people in government and and uh ministry and and the um and the prime senior minister, yeah. prime minister that look we need to put uh joint commission standards in armenia put some international standards that at least people feel, you know, good. Oh yeah, we have standards, you know, because there was no standards. Yeah, I mean, if you if you're gonna try to become the next medical or tourism, uh, yeah, well, not only tourism, but like medical hub as far as going there for whether it's surgery, cosmetic, or any sort of uh, healthcare, you want to have some sort of standard where people are coming in and saying, There's right, no, so what are your yeah zero standard yeah. in Armenia, not no standard whatsoever. I mean. You have a license uh, that you can get it. Uh, you got a license. You can open yeah. a surgery <laughs> clinic, whatever you want. And there's no continued uh, visitation yeah. or, or, you know, checks by health department or there's no joint commission, obviously. Yeah. So all that standards uh, doesn't exist. That's I think there, Armenia is not trying to get into CBD from what I've heard. And I don't know. CBD, really? Yeah. yeah it's, so I wonder... I'm curious what percentage of people from here are going to... Let's see how many people are going to grow over there. <laughs> Everybody in the mother, Jesus Christ. All, all, all the mountains. It's going to be marijuana. It's going to be like a tourist attraction. Like Colombia, the cocaine uh, fields. It's going to be marijuana fields in Armenia. I hope uh, that was probably better. one of the ways to save the country. You guys can laugh about it. Could, could you imagine Definitely. the smell one of the, the good caucuses? Ways. 
Armenia is in a really deep shit right now, guys. Well, financially or overall? No. Yeah. First, number one thing when you tell talk about a country is safety. Yeah. When you go to sleep in Burbank, You're you safe. know your kids are safe, bro. Yeah. Well, not anymore now that you announced where, <laughs> where I live. <laughs> where I live, yeah. Everyone who's here lives. Yeah. Now that you know the fact that you live at one. So you live in Glendale and Burbank. <laughs> Glendale and Burbank are safe. Oh, or <laughs> Uh, well, you see, I mean, you're right. I mean, Armenia, uh, we always thought uh, Russia will be our uh, protector. Why should, Why should Russia? Oh, well, we're part of uh, that, uh, whatever you call it. Uh, NATO? Uh, no, it's, it's the other portion. The reason people join NATO, the sturdy countries, because attack one is attack for all of them. Yeah. So the protection. Well, isn't this Russian coalition, whatever they call it, I have no idea what the name is. What is it called? Hop, the, uh, hop, 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 yeah. hop, 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 whatever it is. Well, you member of Hop, if they attack, you have to protect it. Why they're not defending Armenia? I don't understand it. I don't know if it was personal vendetta with or relationships. They didn't issues pay the gas with Pashinyan or I, there's well, so Armenia many, there's asked so for rumors. it and they didn't respond. They sent an official letter or something. See, yeah, I've heard asked, France offered, Russia offered, the Greeks offered, and Pashinyan refused. So I, I don't know. I don't know. We don't know that. That's the thing. I get more information, as a matter of fact, from Turkish sources than I get from Armenia. Hmm. I mean, <clears throat> Turkish foreign minister says things. I never hear from Erzoyan or whatever this guy. Do you think it was because Artsakh wasn't recognized by Armenia and majority of the world as its own That's what they said. I don't know. That's the problem. But even information, this negotiation going on, I mean, you hear from Turkish sources much much more information than Armenian sources. That's funny. That's very strange. I mean, after the first war, we've said it before, Armenia, there was, it should have basically said, Artakh is Armenia. It's part of Armenia. That's and it. There's, there's nothing it's, you can do about it. I know. You want to take me to international court? Go ahead and kiss my ass. Artakh is Armenia. Yeah. It should have been like that. They Back in have been 94, a, it, 96, whenever the, yeah, the war, war ended, ended, they said this is part of Armenia, it joined it. Armenia, that's it, end of the story. Yeah. I don't know why we didn't do it. Obviously, there must be reasons they didn't do it at the time that would have saved us all this headache. Can we bring this conversation to our political leaders of the Armenian community here? Why? Why? Because they're they failing. No, they're failing. They're, there's no... Uh, Mike, they're failing. We don't have any leadership. The ANCA is failing. All the people you have running in city council in Glendale that have won supposedly are failures. That's my opinion. I have my opinion. Sure. Just like you do. When you have a city council member stop aid to Armenia in the middle of a war, that's a problem. When you have an Armenian fighting against your people and blocking us from meeting and talking, that's a problem. Victor. The same person allows a gay parade in five days after April 24. And this piece of shit is sitting in office today. Who is this? Glendale people say. Who is well, this? You live in Glendale. What do you say about this, bro? I'm not happy with You're going to live there, not me. I have someone else. I have, crackheads. I have crackheads to worry about. As long as they get rid of the mango strawberry sales guy on Kenneth, he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> Listen, man, Can you believe that shit? You could have you could have the mango guys stay there as long as they don't ruin the rest you of the know? city. I'm okay with it, bro. <laughs> This last Glendale election brought I, up faces to me that I never thought they were who they are. It's crazy. 
a lot of people I recognize from support of someone that got elected. Ellen, yes, you, bitch. Uh-oh. They don't call it. Whoa. That was, yeah. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. That was uncomfortable. Listen. How many you guys live are there? there? Just two. <laughs> I'm, but I'm uneducated. Don't forget. I'm uneducated. So I only it, learned it, two. It, it's funny. The people that told us to bring her on are now like butt buddies with her. I didn't say that one. You did. Whatever. Edgar's what always the asshole here, but hey. Is what it is. I didn't say um, anything else you guys want to talk about before yeah, we call we, it I want to talk about Armenians. The, the well, leadership. Bro, it's a failure. Our kids are going to deal with it. So this. you want to sit here and talk about Armenian yes, leadership again? Yes. yes right yes. now? ANCA should be abolished. Well, let's bring the ANCA on and talk to them about it. We have. You no, saw no, that. No. Let's, let's, let's bring in somebody else. Aram Hamparian is going to come see you? Well, maybe we could ask Armin to come by again. Armin can come by, I but think, the main isn't Armin push now? is Armin. Is he out? Armin. Did he go to Armenia as well? I have no idea. I, I don't know. There was a, I remember some so, type of so, goodbye. Party uh, maybe it was for Zara, because Zara used to be part of ANCA as well. Oh, no, not Zara. Uh, Zara never been part of ANCA, to my knowledge. I think that's where... He was where, city councilman here, mayor or something. No, I think that's where he met Ellen, is at the ANCA, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Zara and Ellen, I think Zara, that's where they Ellen met. was working for ANCA. She was uh, executive director or something years yeah, ago. Yeah, she, she should be working for something else. But I mean, if you, if even if you look at Zare, what was he then? The last four nothing. Years? The leader. That's of what the I'm diaspora. saying. These people are representing me and you. No, they're not representing. Yes, they are. <laughs> yes, they are. He's diaspora. You are the diaspora, aren't you? Yes. And you know what his response was when I when I saw him a couple months ago? I asked him. I said, "What have you done in the last four years?" With all due respect. Say, all he said, he just bashed the previous administration. I said, "Look, Zali, I'm not. I don't care about the previous. I'm asking Screw you, them too. you individually. I said, you personally. You've been in office for four years now. Haven't heard a peep from you in four years. Now that I have the opportunity, I'm asking you a question. What have you done in four years? What did he say? Nothing. He just kept on bashing the previous. I said, I said, look, this conversation isn't going anywhere. Um, the same thing." Uh, <clears throat> leadership they keep blaming the previous leaders i mean i don't know the previous leaders i don't No, they any... weren't any better though mike it's not like i the mean previous why yeah i mean you've been in office for four years why don't we talk about you reckon yeah, for the past there, there's years? nothing it's nothing it's just the I, previous I, were bad guys the previous were not good it's not that anybody is happy about the previous okay. leaders so, we're not happy so, so i asked corruption and uh, bad yeah, stuff corruption. i asked about remember when Right when the war ended, there was a publication how the government is getting a 21% raise or something. Remember that? Yeah. yeah I, I asked him about that. I said, didn't you guys all get a raise January of 2021? He goes, no, that's all propaganda. I said, how? So everything we read is propaganda. Well, I, said, I mean, we raised the diaspora at $180 million or something yeah, like that. close to $200 million, yeah. $200 million. $105 million was given to the government. The government yeah. took that money. And use it. I don't know what they use it for. Some everybody raises. raises. Yeah, that's what I. But heard. he says that's not true. I asked okay, him. Where's about, the money? I asked him about the seven series. Who was it? The uh, defense secretary. No, of that's not that. That's Nico's number one guy. That's our foreign foreign. The guy uh, that got the hundred seventy thousand dollar right. Yeah, brand new seven series. What's his oh. name? Araik. No, not Araik. The other one. I asked him. Was that really necessary for him to have a two hundred thousand dollar car? 
He says, well, Alan Simonian. All That's government Alan officials Simonian. need protection. Okay, you guys want to take this a little further? <laughs> when people he has uh, BMW, so, special BMW, seven fifty. Yeah. Now let me tell you this: when they say previous administration, shove this in their face. Toyota in Amer- Armenia is owned by Kocharyan. Since Nikol's been in power, over six hundred Toyotas have been ordered for the government. Not one military truck has been bought in the last four years he's been in office but he's giving the previous administration money every single month anytime you buy a toyota in armenia robert kocharyan puts a 500 bill in his pocket but who is he buying the 600 trucks for for the new different police departments he's building instead of racking up your military this piece of shit is racking up the police interior what do you need to protect them no it's not only to protect them is to keep the people from revolting. Yes. Because what he did is played a perfectly... First of all, what happened in 18 was not Nicole. This was designed from outside. <clears throat> a lot of outside influence. People I know that work for this government that we're sitting here, they were in Armenia on special assignment during that Velvet Revolution. Was Armin Sarkisian a special assignment too from Armin New- Sarkisian by law was not allowed to be the president. By law? He's because he wasn't living English, in Armenia. English citizen, no. Yes. He's a, he's a US citizen. And Nicole back when so Armin Sarkisian was placed into the presidency by Serge. So when uh, Nicole would got, got up and said, Oh, this piece of shit, he can't be our president. He's not a citizen. He hasn't lived here for five years. And then he came to the helm. If there was no outside influence, why was he so cool with Armin Sarkisian for two and a half, three years? Can anyone explain that? All four, I've said this many times on this show, and everyone says, hey, stop. All four, starting from Levon all the way to this Nico guy, they are all owned, bought, and paid for by outside sources, and it's not Russia. Stop Your daughter Christine's still watching. She said, "That's my dad, guys." <laughs> <laughs> Say re- hello to her. She's really proud of you. Well, you, you just did. You, you just did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, she, <laughs> she's a proud daughter. Thank you. As as she should be. I'm a proud dad as well. There good, you go. good. As you should be. Um. Anything? Any other? Anything? Any more? Uh, any more emotions? Ed? I mean, look. We, uh, you guys, we're almost been talking for almost three hours now. Yeah. Uh, we want Armenia as as our homeland to be uh, a good country, a strong country. I mean, not the influence. We want the best for Armenia. I mean, we don't want to, even though we live here, and I lived here most of my life um, since I was a teenager. I always my dream been even during the Soviet time. I mean, I'd be independent, strong good country. I mean, this is the dream of every Armenian, to have a, a homeland that is safe, is good, and solid, and not, you know, any of these, it's been disaster. I, I agree with you, ever since independence, uh, the last three years, you know, corruption, you know, uh, mismanagement, and, and bad, 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 bad to worse, worse to bad, whatever you want to call it. It's been horrible. I mean, I think the new generation of Armenians that's going to hopefully come because I don't see hope in this old generation, quite frankly. It's the same. Okay. Whether it was Kocharyan or Serge oh, or 
uh, or uh, Pashinyan, I think the new generation people are are used to um, the, the the standards, uh, you know, of European and American, and different thinking, different um, attitude, mindset. Uh, that's the generation that's going to govern the country and make it into a better place. Under 35. Uh, yeah. I mean, people are young to the people that are, even some of them educated in the U.S. or in Europe. Uh, it's, I think that's what I'm, my hope is in, in the future, not yeah. the current. I'm, I lost hope. Mike, I see regime. it as only people living inside Armenia can fix this. Oh, yeah. You, you and I sitting in America, we really have no power in this. You can't even elect. No, we cannot be elected or elected. We shouldn't elect. We we don't deserve to elect. Now, Robert did take away that right. You used to be able to go to the embassy and vote. Yes. Right? Robert is the because one. Because he was afraid they may of uh, vote against they him. vote him out. Yeah, right? that's what Because there's more afraid. Armenians outside, outside of Armenia of course. than there is inside. Now, uh, Pashish is doing the same thing. Same thing. He doesn't now, want anybody from outside to he's vote. He's even worse. He doesn't even want you to get. Now, they're putting in a new law. You have to live in Armenia two years to become a citizen. That that's exactly the impression Zale gave me when we were sitting down. It was about. You think he was happy getting attacked by us? everybody? No, 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 he wasn't getting attacked by us. He got physically attacked at the other meetings, not with us. No, with I'm us, we were diplomatic and you know, uh, respectful, respectful to to an extent. But a, a cardiologist that was there. Uh, I know that cardiologist. You would know him too if I mentioned his name. But he asked him a question. He said, um, "Why is it that you you guys? It doesn't seem like Armenia is in any type of you know grievance process. You're not mourning at all. Well, these young people died, and then nothing happened. You, you know what his response was? And this is when I just felt like." This guy is way too snub to be where he is. Um, he, he says, you don't have the right in the diaspora to tell us how we should feel emotionally because you're not really the Armenians. We are the Armenians at the di- uh, at living in Armenia. So is he saying people in the diaspora, they're not Armenian? No, no, Basically, not that we're not, but not, we can't, no, have, we the can't same have the same emotions. emotions because we don't live there. Can I agree? Yeah, but with he's that? only lived there for four years, and prior to that, that his entire life was in Glendale. That's what I tired. No, he grew up in Armenia, guys. He grew up in Armenia. When? He, when? I think he moved here when he was like 14, 15. And okay. then, okay, how old is he? He spent 25, 30 he spent 25 years here. He spent years more, here. His, okay. more of his life was spent here okay, than it was yeah, in Armenia. But, I'm saying you did but you up. can't. His education was here. But his, you think, so you guys think we should have a say from America? It has nothing to do with say. Oh, no. You can't come across that. Arrogant yeah, and obnoxious. Okay, yeah, you're that's the, the point. If you're the leader of the diaspora, have some compassion and say, "Look, I understand where you're coming from, but you have to understand. You know, our people also need to move on, and we need to go back to our normal life." Not, who do you think you are to even express your emotions to me? Technically, he's still an Amerikatsi. And I told him, I said, I said, I said, Zara, didn't you just move back there recently? You forgot yeah. where you're from. He's like. Yeah, but I'm there now. I said, so what? You're there now. All of a sudden, you've still lived most of your you life know, in America. Yeah, technically, like all of a sudden, you went to law school here. You were, you did everything here. Like now, all of a sudden, we're not Armenian enough because we live in the diaspora. In diaspora. Well, and yeah. and that's that's the one thing. That's one of the first things that I'm looking forward to is when I land in Armenia because I haven't. Last time I went back was exactly 30 years ago. 
I'm curious to see how the young generation, let's say the 35 and under that you're talking about, how they're going to respond to me being a quote-unquote foreigner. I want to see their reaction to They're not going to like it. Like, are they going to... Actually, gonna... I, I lectured at the university there. I lectured in the medical school. And my impression was good. I think they were open. Michael, to... leave the university and talk to the community. You'll be disappointed. Why? Because Why those university that? kids come from those communities. Uh, yeah, exactly. No, no. What are you no, talking no, about? Those kids... See, they, listen, wait. Stop. Wait, wait, wait. was what? right. Is wait, you guys wait. don't know what's going no. on over there, bro. There's... I'm telling you this right now. And what is today? Today is the... The 25th. Outside, uneducated people, and by uneducated, I don't mean like dumb people. Somebody who does not, the people that do not have a university or college education in Armenia will destroy that country. And that's the population that Pashinyan attracts because there is supporters it's a western I will disagree it's, with a, you guys. it's a western I disagree it's a with you it's guys. a western ideology ideal ideological thinking where the family value is not there no and yes it Edgar it's mark, the, it's mark the my educated words. that are pushing for mark less my family words. values Go. I'm sorry all you have to do all you have to do all you have to do is election We're talking all you election. have to do is go look at the most recent most recent Armenian uh, music videos of Armenians in Armenia and go read the comments. You will be so disappointed in what the next generation will bring to the table in Armenia. Go look at Iveta Mukuchan's new video. That's disgusting. That's and soft go, porn. Go, look at the, go read no, the comments. I've seen it. Go read the comments. What does the comments say, Arno? It's young Armenian girls, young Armenian boys saying this is all okay. This is so sexy. This is amazing. That... Is the future of Armenia. And if that's true, there is no hope. Because but, Armenia but, becomes but also, the first failure of liberalism. I mean, at that point. the other thing, I mean, there's my experience. Again, I haven't been in two years, but when I was there two years ago, the young generation that attending uh, colleges and university, they're very open, they're smart. And most of them did not want to leave the country. I mean, they, they keep asking me how things are in America, how things are in U.S., having lived most of my life here and educated in this country. And they were asking these very, very key, because I lectured at the university. I lectured at the medical school. So I, I talked to the students, and, and, and their opinion I liked. I mean, maybe you have some crowd that's in this this music thing, I don't know, but the people that attending the schools, higher education, they really care about the country. They they really yes. want the country to be better, to prosper, to uh, have opportunities there in the country, and they don't want to leave. They told me they don't want to leave and go to uh, U.S. or Europe or Russia. I mean, they clearly have a good, you know. How far are they going to stay, Mike, when their leader is literally forcing people out of that country when their leader has Pashinian, a western ideology Pashinian. oh it's not about west yes, no you'll see guys armenia is never gonna be western Armenia's armenia is never gonna be eastern thing. what are you talking about but but here's the thing we have i can't to wait agree. for our, you to go to yerevan and see what is happening in yerevan but i want you to to go, you're gonna be there four weeks five weeks so three it's gonna weeks. be three weeks so you will have a good flavor of uh what the country is heading and talk to average people just average yeah. people see what they say and i think as you talk maybe i was 
I didn't talk to a lot of average people. I talked to uh, the university, yeah, I educated. talked to uh, hospitals, and and people like that in the medical field. But I think the average person, unfortunately, maybe feels differently. I don't know. That, you that's know, something in, I don't. Armenia is one say. of those countries that if you want to hear the truth, ask your taxi driver. You're gonna yeah, get the, taxi the whole truth. Yeah, You're good. not getting truth from someone working in the university system in Armenia. You're not going to get You're going to ask a 60-year-old taxi driver? You want to go to a farmer in the furthest place in Armenia? They know more about the truth I mean, of what's you, going on than the liberal I mean, look at it. How did, how did Pashinyan, even after losing the war, I mean, think about it. A leader that lost the war, lost 5,000 lives and 10,000 people injured, a lot of lands were given away, and it's a complete humiliation for Armenia. Complete. I mean, and every day, uh, Aliyev says all the horrible things, and one effing word doesn't go from Armenia saying, who the hell you are saying all these things against us? It's a complete shutdown. What does so he nobody says for? anything, huh? That's because he works for Yeah, him. exactly. Whatever it is, there's no answer. But the people elected this guy again at 54% vote. I mean, that's, to me, the biggest shock. I mean, if, if I, and I say this many times, if I failed and I bought 34 hospitals, I told you, if I failed hospital after hospital, I fucked up, and the things that I bought failed, were losing money, what do you think the, the board is going to do to me? Fire, you. Fire, Fire my ass. I would never work there, right? Because same thing in business principles in government. When you <laughs> fail... You need. You don't need to be there. They will fire your ass. There's more. But money. the people in Armenia gave him vote of confidence because. See, I'll how do you, you explain that? Okay, I cannot I'll, I'll explain, explain it. it to you. I'll explain it to you. Maybe you do. Me as a as as a guy who grew up in America as an American, I don't see it. Okay, I'll because to me it's a black and white. I'll you fail, you. you're out. Pashinyan and any world leader, you, you lose the war, you're out. Doesn't matter. Any country in this world. Do you, can you name one person, one leader that has lost a war and stayed in power? You can't because it doesn't exist. Nicole has been the first to do that. Who keeps Nicole in power? The previous administration. Did, did we win Vietnam? Did we win Iraq? What? Did, you're saying any world leader who's lost a war <laughs> and stayed in power. Those are proxy words, bro. I'm talking about actual words. Those are proxy. War is different. There's different words. In this is a major bro. war. Armenia <laughs> lost. Yes. Humiliated. You don't know what you're talking about there, bro. That's and we still have people. Words I mean, nobody even talks about it. Uh, how many people are still in jail? And what yeah. happened after the war, Mike? POWs. POWs. Mike, what happened after the war here is the most interesting part. So our our Congress or whatever Parliament that we have was the Nicol group or whatever he calls himself fraction, and then you had the. Gagik Tsarukyan and the other one. They other lost. Guy. They're not even in parliament. Doesn't even exist. That was all set up. Who's in parliament with Le Robert? I mean, thing, Nicole. Robert and Sergic's people yeah. are in parliament with power. And those two other guys are out. That whole election after the war was to bring those two other pieces of shit into parliament. And they're there. That whole bullshit they're showing on the streets, that's bullshit. The previous administration in Armenia is there to keep Nikol in power. That's what I think. That's my humble opinion. One man's opinion. One man's Thank opinion. You.
I'm, all, God, I'm over it, man. Thank, thank God we live in America. You can have your opinion. That's the beauty of this country, man. <laughs> At least as Americans, we can have different see, opinion. And we won't be kicked this. out or thrown in jail. But the First thing man. is, I can't say all this. If I go to Armenia, I can't share this with people. Yeah, That's can. my you're, 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 No, I can't. Take oh, your blue passport from, with you. Uh, You'll be safe. Okay, like the other guy <laughs> who passport. showed up who showed up from Paris and they put him in the next flight, sent him back. Yeah. Really? <laughs> the guy, oh, guy. Uh, ARF guy, ARF goes guy. to Armenia. They don't let him enter the country. They put him on a flight right back to France. <laughs> this guy has been was fighting for Armenia. Was it a, was it a free flight back at least? <laughs> was it a business class? For Arme- no, man. They they he went business class. He went with his wife on a business class. And he flew back economy. This guy, bro, <laughs> 50 years, this guy has been fighting for Armenia. Send him right back. It's a, bro, it's a lost cause. They waited, they waited for the next flight. They put him back and sent him back to Paris. Can you believe that? Oh, oh you better be careful. You may be sent back. <laughs> Some bullshit revolution that was. I mean, I sharing what I share, I probably shouldn't go to Armenia. I should be quiet for the next three weeks. <laughs> Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Okay. See, the thing is, like I said, there's three-letter uh, agencies in this country, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't say that one. You said that one. A- triple A. Okay, triple A, triple A. In Armenia. 7-Eleven. You should put 7-Eleven in Armenia. <laughs> They have a pretty good business. In (laughs) Armenia, it's the same thing. Yet, that's the only country in this world, you can say, that doesn't control its own CIA. Who controls its CIA? It's from Russia. Russia. The agents are paid through Russia. The files are held in Moscow. So the collapse of the former Russian... That's the... Whatever they call it. Aitz. Yeah, that's the name of it. But here's the thing. It's controlled by Russia. Well, here's the thing. When the collapse happened, right, all these small countries, they take their files that belong to their country from Moscow and take it and start their own secret service or whatever you want to call it. But only Belarus and Armenia left it in Moscow, and it's been there since. Files. Yes. So How about the U.S.? Who... Who runs this CIA? Definitely not the U.S. I'll tell you that I, much. I heard CIA chief is good. Is God bless the queen. Is that true? <laughs> he did already. No? He did already. Or was he going to? Did the CIA chief CIA, CIA chiefs visit Armenia already or no? Yes, yes, they did. He already did, yeah. There was a group of six of them visiting Armenia. And they met with Pashinyan. That's cool. As a leader of a country... You're sitting down with a CIA agent? How low can you go? How low can you go? What do you mean? You're supposed to say no to... <laughs> yes, a, a you D- say no. D- D- Your CIA guy meets that guy. Not the oh, as in not the, not the PM, uh, huh? Okay. Come on, man. How PM, low you can don't you meet go? someone else. Yeah, there's a guy, Armin, whatever. He's in chief. Well. Anyway. Anyways, I don't know. Um... Michael, thank you so much for taking time out of your Monday to be with us. It was a pleasure having you back. It's a Monday night. It's See, a Monday that's night, what I said. Yeah. Monday night, you can, yeah. you can do it. It's, it's made an exciting <laughs> Monday yeah. out of it. It's all, it, it was it was great having you back. Oh, and thank you. Hopefully, thank we'll you. have it's you back again to discuss at least uh, you know these uh, issues, uh, whether it's Armenia or here or uh, city of Glendale. <laughs> yeah. It's a conversation i will never Literally. leave Glendale as long as she's in power there so when edgar she just got in there i don't give a shit she doesn't deserve to be there. give her a minute she doesn't deserve a second 
I don't even live Cheater. in Glendale. He doesn't even live in Glendale. Uh, guys, thank you so much for taking time out of your Monday to be with us as well. Uh, today's episode will be on Spotify, iTunes, all major platforms. Manana. Uh, other than that, uh, we'll see you guys on Friday, whoever's going to be attending uh, with the Medhedosnet podcast at the... Uh, let me give you the address again. One second. Center? Yes, it's at two. Uh, let, me get, let me get you guys the address. I don't... Uh, butcher it again. It was one two one one West Chestnut in Glendale. Uh, we'll be there at seven p.m. when it starts. We'll be there we'll, probably a little bit earlier, but seven p.m. it starts July 29th May hit us in their podcast. We'll be hosting a live event with Vahan Setian. Uh, shout out to Mike and Vic for that. Other than that, have a great week. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next Monday.